Surprise! We are live today. It is July the 3rd, 2023, the day before America celebrates her independence, if we still have it. Will we still have it? We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. But we are happening. We are live. This is a real, yes, new show. A lot of people are taking a four-day weekend. <sighs> Super Don probably wanted to, and I said no. I don't think he actually, we didn't talk about it. We just, yeah, it's Monday. We're going live. So here you are. Here we are. We've got a great show lineup. We've got a lot of stories to cover, including a new guest, Dr. Alina Lesenich. And she is originally from Germany. You'll hear from her voice. And uh, we're going to be talking about a vaccine detox summit that you'll have access to. And it's one of the most common questions we get. And I have sources of things here to do as well, but I want you to have more information, not less to decide what you want to do. And there'll be a special discount code, probably RSB to get you access to that uh, and save some money. You can watch it for free though. We'll talk about that as well as uh, well, a whole host of other things. I hope you are doing well this weekend, heading into the independence day celebration for those of you in the United States, for those of you around the world watching, uh, you know, I'll just say it. We're trying to live up to our high ideals. We haven't always done so, but I'll encourage you, including defending the second, which many of you from a foreign lands have figured out. It's not because we're gun crazy, but because we recognize the right of self-defense is a right given to us by God, not government. And we shall never give it up. Y'all in Australia and England and Canada, you know what I'm talking about now. So with that, let's take a pause and let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right. Welcome one and all to the Robert T. I. Bell show. It'll be a, a week of, uh, let's say four days of live broadcast. That's our plan. Uh, Independence Day. We've got a spectacular encore uh, scheduled with my dearly departed friend, Michael Badnarik. Uh, you know, you, you live on this planet long enough and you end up saying dearly departed friend far too often. Uh, you know, the nature of our, our uh, you know, presence here. We know it's temporary. Uh, but I still want to acknowledge and honor those who have uh, who, who we've lost, who are fine, but we're often not because we miss them. And Michael Badnarik is one of those folks who stood for health, freedom, healing, liberty and, and liberty in general, of course, and specifically with his book, uh, Foundation for our, our Constitutional Freedoms is called Good to be King. So that's coming up. Uh, we just had an, an, and I'm, I'm moving in the future and I'm all going to the past before I, I land in the present with today's broadcast, Monday, uh, January, 20, no, Ju- July. It's a J word, July uh, the 3rd, 2023. Uh, yesterday, we aired a brand new show with Dr. Professor Judy Mikovits and Bobri Oren. And if you missed that, boy, it was gr- it really is great. It'll stand the test of time. Tracy Straub, who wasn't with us, uh, uh, a diagram that she had put out there, we utilize that as well to show the pathways of recovery uh, for so many of you and why these things that we talked about are important. And so if you haven't checked out that show, please do and share it as well. In addition to our Saturday AMA, our Zoom AMA, which was for June, but we did it on July 1st. 
And that was a, a two hours of awesomeness and great questions, Q&A, a lot of things I, I don't or can't go into on the air live out to the public, so to speak. But privately, we can talk about and you guys can plug into that. If you're not already aware, you can become a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. We appreciate that. That helps us to do so much. And then you have access to even all of the previous AMA Zooms, at least most. I think we lost two or three of them until uh, YouTube banning us. And we're still banned on YouTube and Spotify and LinkedIn. But we're out on so many other platforms. Let me just say this politely. Screw them. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, and I'm, I'm grateful that y'all are here with me uh, to bring this power of health, freedom, and healing liberty back where it belongs with each and every one of us, each and every one of you. Uh, so we got that. Now, today we do, we're going to talk about uh, vaccine detox. Um, and, and I know that it's controversial even to call the, the uh, mRNA injection technology Um which it's not therapeutic, but it is a gene altering injection, you know, by uh, synthetically introducing a synthetic mRNA to alter DNA protein synthesis. It's complicated because it's a lot different from previous vaccinations, but we've got a vaccine detox summit I want you to know about, and we'll have uh, Dr. Alina uh, Lessonish on the Robert Scott Bell show momentarily as well. I want to bring Super Don into the mix here because I understand that after our AMA, Zoom AMA, we got a couple of new patrons uh, starting in July here that can now plug into all the bonus stuff that we have available to them. We did. We did. In fact, uh, we want to welcome Steve and Yolanda. They both uh, joined us on Patreon. Mm -hmm. I, I want to say it was like right after the AMA was over. Okay. But it's okay, because I just uploaded the AMA to the Patreon, so they have access okay. to being able to watch it out. In fact, including... Yeah, what was that? Nothing. <laughs> including, <laughs> including all of the ones that we've done, and a whole okay. bunch of other stuff as well. Well, and, and we got to give away some great stuff. Our friends at Sovereign Silver and Sovereign Copper. Uh, also, uh, for the first time, we gave a big, huge immune kit from Nutritional Dude, Frontiers. Dude, I was jealous. That was, was awesome. Jealous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so thanks to Nutritional Frontiers for uh, stepping it up for us as well. And uh, otherwise, um, you know, keying in for the holiday week. Uh, as I say, um, my favorite holiday is the celebration of Independence Day, but it's also the least favorite holiday because most Americans have little or no knowledge of what it, what makes it so significant and important and, and why we celebrate our independence. And, and the question is, do we even have that independence anymore? So these are, you know, some tough ones. And Michael Badnarik no longer with us. He says when he dies, liberty is no longer his problem. But he certainly pushed it for all it was worth while he was here with us. So, Super Don, I know you're going to put together a good uh, encore presentation tomorrow. I am. Yeah. Um, I'm just taking a look here at our at our broadcast. And okay. It would appear that Restream is having some sort of issue with trying to to connect with Rumble right now. Oh man. You know, it's just one thing after another. We were going to test on the other platform. I think we, we're going to go on StreamYard uh, and see if that works better. We're all set and ready to go on that, so we'll yeah. just plan on doing that one Wednesday. But all right, uh, so I'm, I'm be, I'll be behind the scenes here trying to figure out what's going on with that. Okay, sounds good. Uh, also, uh, my daughter's in the play "Cries of Freedom." I know there's a uh, big movie presentation called "Sounds of Freedom." Yeah, we, we've talked about as well. That's in theaters, uh, I think, starting if it's not already in theaters. I know that the big day is, is tomorrow, the Independence Day. And we've talked about the human trafficking issue and other things. Uh, there's so much going on on this planet. Uh, and I don't want to overwhelm you. It's Life can be overwhelming, but I recognize that when you reconnect to the source of all healing, all divinity, all wisdom. And that is, again, your your divinity, how you perceive it might be different than me. That's okay but recognizing that life is much more than all of the material stuff happening. 
doesn't mean we don't participate in life, engage in life. You know, my, say Generation X, I was the canary in the coal mine of my Generation X. Now, the things I suffered in terms of chronic ailments and illnesses, very common in Generations Y and Z and whatever comes next. But I had these experiences of being ill early on so that I could, uh, well, learn how to undo that and help others to do the same or better. And that's a big part of the Robert Scott Bell Show if you're new to it. So I'm thanking you all for being here on this kind of holiday week. And we're going to crank it up again to, uh, to talk about the Vaccine Detox Summit momentarily. Now, first story up, it's in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. It's about departing CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. And believe it or not, this woman has no conscience. She can't see her Im- image in a mirror, which calls into question her humanity. Yes, it does. Because uh, she warns of politicized science as she's stepping down after two and a half years. She says the public needs to be wary of misinformation, yet she was the primary delivery mechanism through the CDC of politicized science and misinformation. I think the money shot here is uh, who's the reporter, Cheryl Atkinson, who tweeted her? Yeah, no, it's Meg- Megan Kelly. For some reason, I thought it was Cheryl Atkinson, but Megan Kelly nailed it. As uh, the Wall Street Journal Health article, which is what we're talking about, talks about departing CDC Director Michelle Walensky in her last message, right? Be be on guard against misinformation, the politicization of science. And Megyn Kelly says, we are. That's why we're thrilled you're leaving. (laughs) That's a nice dig without cussing. Megyn Kelly has been known to drop F-bombs in her broadcast. So she was very polite there. Uh, in how she just said, yep, we're thrilled that you're leaving, Rochelle Walensky. Now, the problem is she'll probably get a cushy, well-paying job in Big Pharma as a thank you for, for her service. Oh, yeah. Or she'll, she'll stay yeah. in because I think she started in healthcare. She was part of some some big uh, hospital chain, I think it was, or something that she was yeah. she was uh, managing or running or something like that. So she'll, she'll stay Well, if you it. are awake and conscience, conscious, I shall say, and you have critical thinking skills intact, you would not call what she did healthcare. No. Nothing about what she's done has been about healthcare. It's about disease creation and disease management and mach- machinery. I saw a, a, a an a interview briefly before I got on the air today. I remember Pierre Corey. We've had him on, Doctor Corey. Yes, uh, good guy, and uh, he was acknowledging that which he didn't know, that which he did believe in, in terms of the entirety of the vaccine schedule. And just another physician who has a heart, has integrity, who then called into question because of what happened with the COVID injection scenario, began to look back at all the other things previous to that. You know, we've said this about uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, man of great integrity, that when confronted with something that completely obliterates your worldview, you can shut down and go into cognitive dissonance, which is what tends to be in the medical profession most people will do. Or you could look in the mirror, see your shadow, or no, that's the groundhog thing. No, look in the mirror, <laughs> see reflection, and uh, actually go, oh, you know what? I, I've got to rethink this. I've got to look at this again. There's something that's wrong here. And acknowledge that, you know, as much as you may invest in your ego, that even if it gets bruised, you you got to acknowledge you were deceived. You were lied to. You just believed what you had been told. And does this make me smarter than them? No. I just happened to see it before that because I wasn't as programmed as them. Even though I had programming, I had to deprogram from being raised in a pharmaceutical medical family. So I want to make the distinction, you know, when I talk about, um, you know, knowing something before someone else, 
super D it's an easy thing to brag about, isn't it? It is. So, hey, we were right. They were wrong. You know, I'm a homeopath. They're allopathic doctors. It's like they diss on me. I'm not saying specifically these people, but in general, you know, those who are in that profession look down on people who are not in the profession. Often, if they're in a different profession of the healthcare arena, like homeopathy, especially they denigrate it because they think, oh, it's not scientific. It's not real yet. Explain to me how is it that homeopaths, naturopaths, and chiropractors and herbalists have been right about so many of these things and they've been wrong. And at what one point do you come to, you know, Jesus or whatever, that proverbial uh, moment where you go, dude, I was really mistaken. I've got to, I've got to do some mea culpas. I got to make up for it. I've got to repent. And there are those that have sincere hearts. And again, we appreciate them and welcome them on the show anytime. And I'm not berating them for not knowing it, but I do point out and I'm human. There are points in time, super Don, where I've been like, dude, they're figuring it out now. How many decades later after I've been saying this, I've been saying it again and again and again. And yet we're often not invited. And, to- and you were the quack and the crank, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So again, I, I acknowledge the human side of it at the same time. Uh, I don't want to belabor it or, or, you know, spend more time than need be in that regard. But I also want to acknowledge, you know, reporters, investigative journalists like Celia Farber and another dearly reported friend like Liam Sheff, who had investigated many of these things going back. And we were all aware of the criminality of Anthony Fauci, although we were denigrated for pointing that out long before. Now, everybody, if you will, proverbial, everybody says, oh, yeah, Fauci was a criminal, much less Wolensky and others. So uh, there is that. Some, sometimes it just takes time. And deprogramming from a cult is not easy. And deprogramming from the cult of modern medicine may be one of the most difficult uh, things to do. So I'll leave it at that. And I want to go forward here in focusing on something y'all have been asking me about. And I forwarded on a lot of that to my friend, Dr. Neil Schultz, who's a naturopath and a homeopath. And a good friend, and we align on a lot of things. And I and I love being able to send people, you guys, his way when you have questions about what we call jab detox. But this um, upcoming event, which is starting, I think uh, Wednesday, yeah, the day after the uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, the fifth of July, you'll have access to it. Uh, is called the Vaccine Detox Summit, and all the way from Germany by way of another country that shall not be named. It's very late at night. It's like after midnight and she looks great. She's awake. I don't know how I'd be falling over on my desk from the vaccine <laughs> detox summit, talking about COVID vaccination, health risks and opportunities. Um, again, so I'm bending forward to four or five days, July 5th through 9th. Let's welcome for the first time on the show, PhD and veterinary doctor, Alina Lesenich. I think I said it yeah. right. Yes, you did. You really did. Well, thank you so much for the invitation, Scott. I'm so happy to be here so we can talk about the summit. Yes. And also to get your backstory and background, because you, you know, you started as a doctor, I guess, of veterinary medicine. Was that out of Germany? You had practiced veterinary medicine all these years. Did you come to America for any point in time? Now you're elsewhere. But uh, give me a little bit of that backstory. You also have a PhD. So a lot of, yeah. uh, let's say, uh, engaging in intellect which is not a bad thing unless you've been programmed wrong. That is true. And I was at the beginning, I was when I left university or veterinary school, I was kind of um, really doing the, the whole, well, the normal thing that doctors do, right? And vets do it as well. They give a lot of drugs, they give a lot of cortisol, steroids, and also um, antihistamines and antibiotics. 
but soon I figured out that this is there are different things, other treatment options, alternative treatment options that we can use. And I, I did a PhD at first. Yes, I stayed at university for a while and I did it in um, neuroscience. Actually, I did a for like a Parkinson's model. So I did research for about three years. So I know how to read studies, how to do research. And but then I, I really I wanted to treat horses and I started my own practice and I, I had a practice for acupuncture in sports horses. So I treated horses at World Games and Olympic Games. So I was quite successful at what I was doing, but working day and night and and the acupuncture worked really amazingly on the horses. And I learned a lot about alternative treatment methods, also um, osteopathy and chiropractic on horses and also homeopathy, to be honest, mm -hmm. and phytotherapy, you know, plant medicine. And at some point I knew I wanted to work with people because I had a lot of own health issues and I well went to see lots of doctors and they did a lot of diagnosis and they could not tell me what is wrong. They did not have a diagnosis in the end. They just said, we cannot find anything wrong with you. I had skin issues, gastrointestinal issues, diarrhea, lots of chronic diseases, eczema. Um, and it was, it was really, I was getting worse and worse. And, working all the time and then at some point you know what it is like sometimes you know the life steps in if you don't get it then life steps in and does it for you so i had a work accident and i fractured my wrist and then from like working six to seven seven days um, a week i was at home for like six or seven months and then i i decided you know i know how to do research i know how to read it so I studied myself and I thought, I, I need to find the solutions. If the doctors cannot provide it, there must be a solution. There must be a reason for my symptoms. So I decided to find it out myself. And in the end, I did. Let me ask you a question about your, your veterinary days, days working mm -hmm. with horses. Because yes. you, you, you mentioned naturopathy, chiropractic, acupuncture, and even homeopathy. You know, and I've had great success in taking care of animals like even horses with homeopathy. And, uh, you know, the, the, the slur or accusation, I, I could say that is, oh, it's just a placebo. And I'm like, mm -hmm. has anybody ever accused yeah. you of like, it's a placebo with horses that get well because they believe they were getting a remedy. So that's why they got well using the natural medicine medicines you did. Well, no, of course not. And that's why I know it works. Right. So in, in what human medicine, you can say that, but with the horses, I mean, I had the how I got my really best client, um, he was a dressage rider and he had a horse that was competing to a very high level and this horse had eczema on, on the leg. So as long as they gave it steroids and they gave it antibiotics, it was fine. But if you go to a show, it is doping, right? So you cannot use these medications. So then they had to wean the horse off the medication. They went to a show and sometimes, you know, these shows last almost a, a week. So they have to travel, they have to go to these big shows. And then at the end, like at Saturday or Sunday, when the, the well, the, in the finals, then the skin issue was back. So, and then they couldn't compete. And this horse was, well, having these issues for about three years. And then I had a colleague who said, do you know, do, do you think you can do anything with your needles? I said, I don't know, but it is worth a try because I mean, what, what can go wrong? We can only just succeed and, and be successful, but it's not going to hurt the horse. So I, I treated it. And basically like three weeks later, the horse was fine and the problem never, never came back. 
So how can that be a placebo? And in the, the riders didn't, didn't even know what to say because they were like three years, the, the horse had this problem and just with a couple of needles. And I, I used like just three needles because it has had an energetic deficiency. And once the, you know, the, the curve, the body could regulate again and the energy was starting to flow again, the horse was fine. And so um, they don't, they, you don't have the placebo um, with with uh, animals, so I knew that these things work. Mm-hmm. Well, I you know I know it too, but I just you know appreciate you going through that backstory as well and acknowledging what you do is beyond with animals, beyond what they call placebo. And it's not that you or I are against placebo. I mean, my gosh, mm-hmm. if somebody gets well because their belief shifts, isn't that a good thing? Shouldn't we celebrate that uh, as opposed to toxic drugs that can kill them? I think that's the direction to go. Now, we've all been through, those of us who have been, let's say, awake and aware and suspicious of people like Walensky or or Fauci or other institutions uh, that are more cult-like in their demand for fealty and devotion rather than being scientific uh, institutions, medical institutions that that base their uh, projections, predictions, and or recommendations on some form of evidence you know, whether it be called evidence-based medicine or outcome-based medicine, other things, but more or less what we've seen in the COVID crazy few years we've been in, a pre-existing strategy to frighten people into accepting an experimental injection that didn't meet the definition of any previous vaccination, yet they changed the definition as they are wont to do. And then these injections are now still apparently connecting to severe adverse events and sudden death syndrome, sudden adult death syndrome, uh, and young people are dying suddenly of heart attacks, heart events, cardiovascular events, uh, vascular, uh, uh, you know, integrity loss, uh, aneurysms, strokes, heart attacks, etc., inflammation, you name it. Uh, what is it that brought you in to do this that we're going to talk about now called the Vaccine Detox Summit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, after my work accident, I, like I said, I was at home for a couple of months and I, I found my solutions to my health issues, but it was a, a process. It is a journey, right? So healing doesn't usually happen in a week or, or three weeks, but it might take three months or three years or even longer. So I, well, after that accident, I did not go back full time. So I decided to just work three days a week and study for, for four days. And then like two or three years later, then I decided um, there is so much knowledge here and there's so many things I still need to find out and study that I then decided to just work for like two weeks um, and then take some time off for six or eight weeks. So I just had a small flat and I, I just made sure I could pay the rent, right? But it was really important to me to, to get this knowledge and um, for myself at first. And I did that for years and years. So I studied like thousands of hours and I tried everything. So I tried um, different kinds of nutrition. I tried lots of micronutrients, high dose micronutrients, and then lots of detox protocols. But because at some point I realized, and, and also if you you know open up to these things, then suddenly you get these books, you meet people, you find physicians that talk about it so i went to many seminars for years it was like almost a 10-year journey where i acquired all this knowledge and and the, uh, during that time where i was still working with the horses it started that the you know when you do, do acupuncture i had to stay with the horse for about 30 minutes with the needles so i started talking to the owners and they all had health issues 
So then I started, you know, saying, well, recommending things that I knew that worked, and they all got better. So I thought I've got to work with people. They, I mean, they, this knowledge needs to get out there. And then actually, when COVID hit, it was pretty clear to me that these these injections that they we would get a real um, big problem with those. Um, so I basically I, I studied everything that all the physicians and scientists worldwide that were not well talking about the official narrative, but were against the official narrative and saw problems. So I followed all their research. And then I started a Telegram channel, which went from like zero to five fifty thousand subscribers in three months. So then it became really clear that people are looking for this kind of information. Um, they cannot find it anywhere. So I then wrote a detox protocol for the COVID vaccines with lots of natural substances. And now I got quite a big community, and I'm, we're doing Zoom calls, and, and they're working with that protocol. And we saw a lot of improvements. So um, we're getting lots of emails from the, the community and people saying that they've been vaccinated like, well, half a year ago, one year ago, one and a half years ago. And they are suffering with lots of adverse events. They're seeing their doctors and their doctors don't even know how to diagnose it and tell them, look, it is, well, it's psychological. It's in your mind. You do not have a physical problem. But of course they do. And now we know the mechanism. Um, that is behind it, the mechanism of injury and what is happening inside the body and also what you can do about it. So for, for quite a while, I worked with that detox protocol and now we're doing the summit. Well, it looks like you've uh, invited a lot of folks to discuss their experience as well, that you're not limiting yes. it to one one a path that has been found to be successful. And, and I found that to be very uh, beneficial because we all learn from one another. And we may have significant angles on recovery and we like might miss something and having other yeah. people involved in that. I think it only adds to the body of knowledge. Super Don, if you could show the uh, the the visual of this for those of you watching the show, there's a banner in the show notes today, July 3rd, 2023. It starts July 5th through the 9th of Vaccine Detox Summit, COVID vaccination and health risk and opportunities. VaccineDetoxSummit.com. We can see many of the, the people uh, on there, some of which we've interviewed over the years here on this show and more recently. And uh, there's going to be a special discount code for you guys that want to get it, uh, RSB5. Look, you see Dr. Pierre Corey, Ryan Cole. I haven't interviewed Robert Malone yet. I met him. Dr. McCullough, enjoy very much. Uh, look down at that. Uh, Dr. Christian, Christian Northrup, a uh, good friend. Uh, I don't think we've had Dr. Sonichan uh, how do you say his name? Sonishan? Oh, that forget that. I have super not. I didn't get to practice that one. Uh, I'm I'm happy I've got Dr. Alina uh, Lessonish down, but uh, Dr. Mm -hmm. Seneff, Stephanie Seneff, and others. So great group. Jessica Rose, we've had on uh, James Thorpe. You've connected with some really good people here, and I'm I'm grateful for that. Uh, for those of you who'd like to participate, again, click on the link. Go there if you want to get the discount. Then use the code RSB when you check out there. Uh, and Dr. Lean, again, this will be going on, what, for 5th through the 9th? And and then Correct. if they want to have access to it, you, you told me that you've aired it uh, like in other countries, like in Germany, where you're originally mm -hmm. from. And people are mm -hmm. still now going, oh, my gosh, I need to get this and have this. And uh, so it is valuable information that you've brought out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we launched it in Germany four weeks ago because um, now we got like, what I did is I sat down and I, I thought, 
we need um, we need a database where we've got all the, the knowledge and I try to look at these vaccinations from all aspects, right? The manufacturing process, ingredients, mechanism of injury, um, and then look at the different organs, like what is happening um, well with the neurological system, the nervous system, what is happening from a cardiological point of view, gynecological, um, dentist's point of view, because there are so many aspects that many people do not know about yet. We've all heard about myocarditis, right? But um, many people are not aware that the, the spike protein that can also lead to root canals that are flaring up again. So teeth that should be dead, they, are, they start hurting and they are inflamed and they have to come out and no one knows that it's got to do with these in injections basically. Um, and what I thought was really important to give different treatment options. Uh, look at all these therapeutic approaches because many people feel that, that well, they, all hope is lost, but it isn't. We've got so many amazing doctors that have been treating, especially long COVID and post-vaccine syndrome patients for months now, and they've got a lot of experience and they know what works and what is the key basically to healing. And like Pierre Corey, he, well, he talked about his treatment protocol, all the dosages, everything but also I've included, and we, we now got two thirds like English speaking speakers and one third that are from Germany and Austria. And we got really good researchers there and really got doctors as well. Mm. And I thought it's also great to, you know, do this internationally so that people can also get access to these doctors from Germany. And we're doing voiceovers, of course, for these interviews. And I've got a, a German doctor who's got a, a clinic for integrative medicine, and he is doing so many different um, treatment methods that is, it's amazing. He's using high, ozone hydrotherapy, um, uh, IHHT interval hypoxia, hyperoxia training for the mitochondria. He's doing apheresis, blood washing, but in a, in a certain way um, combined with a heavy metal detox and and stimulation of the mitochondria and he's seeing amazing results and I, it's not only for patients this summit is also for for doctors and, and therapists so that they can um well see new new treatment options and like mm -hmm. ozone hydrotherapy is something that um, not many doctors do yet but it's very uh, efficient and i wanted to also introduce people to these methods because mm -hmm. i think the medical system has to change right so. Absolutely. Dr. Alina, did anybody discuss the uh, uh, copper deficiency induced by zinc and vitamin C? No, no, they haven't. See, Dr. Alina, you got to get me interviewed or else you're missing a big, big part of this recovery for people. Uh, the the, the yeah. structural integrity of the vascular system and other systems and the absence of adequate bioavailable bioactive copper is a huge oversight. And, you know, I've talked to many physicians and they all missed it. Uh, yeah. And and that's something that I want to make sure we get into the you know the next uh, outreach. Now, as you said, you've already launched this in Germany. It's now launching here uh, for those of you accessing it through the U.S. or, or a wider audience around the world. You can access it vaccinedetoxsummit.com. Uh, we have it linked up, and you can use the code RSB to get the you know the five percent discount when you get it. Um, I would just uh, again encourage people to keep learning about all these things. And it's not for me to say I have the only way. That's never been my thing. Uh, but adding to the body of knowledge is so, so very important. How is the response in Germany and, and, and how are the people responding to the forceful 
uh, aspects of the COVID injections during that time of COVID? Did was there much resistance? Was there any resistance at all? Was there a lot? What was happening in Germany during the COVID years that we've just gone through? Yeah, well, I actually don't know what is what the Germans they well they let it. There's a lot of things they let happen. Actually, they um, they are not resisting it. Uh, I I don't know why because probably we feel guilty because that's what what they've done to us, right? They've conditioned us to feel guilty about World, World War. You know, I mean everything. So um, uh, Germans they're just very subdued. Um, of course, there are people waking up as well, but. Um, not not enough in well that's that's my personal perspective we'll see how this uh well what, ha what happens the next couple of months or years uh, we don't know about that yet but it is getting difficult more difficult also for physicians that are you you know helping people and that are speaking out and i had to leave germany i'm no longer in germany because of what i'm doing so were they suppressing was there threats on you on your freedom yes. or just freedom of speech yeah. Both. Yeah, the freedom of speech more. But I know a lot of people and I did not I, I did not want that to happen because of course they well they were like suppression of their freedom as well. For some doctors, we still got doctors that are in um in jail basically because they help with masks um for their patients to to write like and you know, something that they could not wear a mask right. and these exactly, yeah. thank you. Um yeah, we we've seen I, I, that. Mm -hmm. I think of the German mind. Of course, I've got many friends from Germany. One of my best friends is from Germany, lives here in America now, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, very methodical. And I know this is a bit of a generalization, but there's a, you know, a high appreciation for mental acuity and investigations. And interestingly enough, Hahnemann was a German physician who came up with homeopathy out of Germany. So yeah. fantastic things that have happened there. Uh, yet so much of critical thinking skills have been lost on this COVID thing. It's just an amazing yes. to witness you know, a birthplace of a lot of great thought and awesome things for this planet and pe the people on it. And yet a people, as you point out, have been guilted into not questioning things, not critically thinking about things. And it's amazing the power of emotion, the power of fear, uh, and you said specifically guilt, how it can shut people mm -hmm. down from a connection to a higher authority or a higher source. And, you know, I, I talk about it as a spiritual issue, and I'm not saying it's a religious issue because I know people have a different perspective on that, but that that's something that's plus and beyond the mind even that we've abandoned. And that made us vulnerable yes. as well. Yes, it is a spiritual war that we are in. For me, quite clearly, that is what is happening. And it feels like they have destroyed the German spirit, right? So that's at least what they are trying. They are not succeeding with everyone, but um, they're succeeding, they have succeeded with many people. But we'll see how this plays out, right? We're not at the end of this yet, so we'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah. yeah, well, and I appreciate you speaking out. I recognize that sometimes you have to go somewhere where you can speak out. Uh, interestingly enough, we've seen the attacks on physicians, doctors here in the United States of all places, maybe much worse, arguably, in, in other countries where they don't have certain protections under a constitution that is sometimes hanging by a thread. I agree it may be hanging by a thread right now in America. What do we believe in? You know, what do we believe mm -hmm. in? Are we going to fall prey to the fear mongering of globalists that have no allegiance to any nation or state, least of all our state of health, other than dominating and controlling what we're allowed to say, think, do, feel, hear, and utilize medicinally or yeah. otherwise. Uh, and, you know, those of us around the world, including you where you are now, fighting to restore some semblance of freedom and freedom of thought 
And I think that the Vaccine Detox Summit is providing that freedom of thought so you can be exposed to a lot of different ideas and uh, from a lot of different uh, various uh, doctor or health professionals so that you realize there are more ways to out of this mess than there are ways that we got into this mess. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and the way we got into this mess was, again, fear mongering. And then, of course, the vulnerability, being afraid of, you name it, germs, viruses, whatever, opened up the possibility that we would just succumb to all of it and just give over whatever power we had to a centralized bureaucracy, bureaucracy or authority, whether it be in your country or at a, a level that supersedes it, uh, you know, in terms of WHO, World Health Organization through UN, WEF, different things like that. So it's a real turning point and crossroads for humanity right now, I believe this is such a big issue. It is. And, and I feel um, I mean, for the first time, we really have the chance now to get a new medical system, to get a new society, because people are waking up. And I was totally naive before this all, all started. I did my, you know, my horse uh, practice. And then afterwards, well, I, I did my research, but I wasn't aware of the political stuff that was going on. And um, so I, I did all this research when COVID hit. And that I know many people that did that and that woke up through COVID. So, and, and they really start, a lot of people also then have had the injections and are not feeling well now. They are now starting to be self-responsible or responsible for their own health. They start realizing that they, yeah, please work together with your doctors or therapists or holistic practitioners. But in the end, it is your body. You have to decide for yourself. And that's what I would like to do, make people stronger in that. So just let them know that they can acquire the knowledge. And also, like you said, they, they do, do not have the connection to a higher power anymore. And um, it feels like they've lost that. They're always in the, you know, outside of themselves, but not really inside and feeling it and, and being guided and connected. But we can get back to that. And I feel that, that we do have the chance now that this can actually happen because more and more people are waking up to what has been done to us. Well, in addition to participating in the vaccine uh, or detox summit, and I want everybody to plug in, learn, teach, share. Um, how do we, we got to stay connected afterwards because there's a, a missing link or a big gap there in the knowledge that I want to make sure gets out to your audience as well through your summit. Mm -hmm. Anything I can do to help to, to further the knowledge base and give people more insight and to, again, little things that any of us could miss. And that's the point of why you do what you do and why you've interviewed so many people for this summit. So I want to make sure we yeah. can stay connected on that. Yeah, and we're, I mean, we're not, we're not stopping now, right? So we're just starting. We've got this knowledge database right now. But um, it's uh, like, like you said, with copper, I actually take copper as a supplement right now. But um, I wasn't aware of what, what you were just talking about. So it is, that's what I would like to do. That is basically my mission, yeah? like connect people around the world and bring knowledge that um, many physicians even do not have. And, and also, I, well, I have, I'm in contact with many physicians and they are really grateful because they say quite often they do not have the time. Right. So they are waking up, but they need people like us to to um, do the research and to acquire this information and then, um, well, let them know about all these things and do interviews about it. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that. It's great. It's important. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad to connect with you. And, and it's such important work. And I know uh, many of us out here are, are doing our best to communicate the things that were not allowed and are still not allowed on certain platforms as we've seen. 
Um, you know, people are having to use code words to get by the sensors and things. We are banned on a number of platforms, as I talked about. And uh, it's an unusual time when you thought people, by and large, in the 21st century would embrace freedom. And you see a significant portion of the people of planet Earth, even from places where they're considered in free countries, endorsing and embracing and cheerleading for various forms of censorship or even um, punishment for those that have a divergent view about what the, you know, the official story is, which if you all haven't read, my dear friend, again, departed friend, Liam Sheff's book, Official Stories, you may not realize that throughout history, official stories were always created to protect the officials. Yeah, very true. <laughs> yeah. So what is next? Do you have any events around the world that are in-person events or mostly you're focused on the online event, the Vaccine Detox Summit right now? Well, we'll, we'll actually, um, we'll, we'll have a second summit, but I don't know when. So also look at, you know, this is just the, the medical and the physical side of things, but there's also an emotional, mental, spiritual, like you said, an energetic collective side of things. So I want to bring people together to talk about the, the transformational process that we, we as humanity are in and then also present solutions, right? How can we find our inner strength? How can we find our guidance? What can we do um, emotionally to be stable in these times? Because it is not over. So um, I'm absolutely positive because I've met so many amazing people that are now connecting worldwide and they are all raising their energy. But um, we still need to provide solutions. So that will be the next summit, probably next year. But also this summit will grow. So the, this database will grow. And um, at some point, I might actually come to the U.S. for uh, an in-person seminar at, well, at the end of this year. So I'll let you know if that happens. Um, I'm, I do have an invitation to come to Florida and do an in-person seminar. So I would love to do that because, you know, this is perfect that we can connect like this. But it is different if you are in a room full of yes. people with the same mindset, the same energy that is just so important in these times. Yeah. And, and, and Dr. Lane, I know you were at the uh, Great Awakening uh, premiere in Austin, yes. Texas recently with Mickey Willis in there. Yeah. So, again, you're aware of the, re the real threats to humanity, the real threats to freedom. And uh, it's uh, rooted in collectivism uh, as opposed mm -hmm. to the acknowledgement that each of us is an individual created of God by God. We have unique talents, strengths and weaknesses that have to be addressed, you know, not in a universal way, but individually as well, even though we have a common uh, you know, uh, aspect of things that we all need. But beyond that, when it's a one size fits all scenario, like a COVID jab, it's a disaster. It's a deadly disaster. And we've got to realize that collectivism is the great evil that sends us into uh, slavery or sends us out of this, this very life that we have come to, to be in, uh, I think to do extraordinary things. And you're doing extraordinary work, Dr. Lena. It's so great to connect with you. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you. So have a wonderful night. It's past midnight. Dr. Alina should go to sleep now where she is in the time zone. And we'll stay in touch with her and do more. But check out the vaccine uh, detoxsummit.com. Remember the code RSB when you look to get it uh, to save a little bit. And that, you know, lets her know that you guys have heard about it through the Robert Scott Bell Show. You can register for free. So check that out. And uh, again, I thank Dr. Alina and may she have a good night's rest now that she's going to bed so late. Uh, all the way around the world. So anyway, thanks for connecting us. Uh, Kevin Tuttle, I think, sent that just recently and uh, Super Don made it happen. So thank you, Super D. Now, um, we have upcoming events. We talked about the 
together at events. She was talking about that. I want to go through that in a moment, but also any updates today? Is it a, a you know, is it everybody at rumble on holiday or a restream on? Holiday? It's a rumble free day for us. Unfortunately, no, I, I can't, I haven't been able to determine what exactly the, the problem is. Did you uh, send a message to restream customer? No service. It's not restream. I don't think we're okay. restream is the issue okay so you think it's it's, it's originating in rumble. connecting yeah it's connecting okay. to rumble so if anybody is well uh, you know is, is normally on rumble and hopefully you stumbled onto us rumble to stumble onto us at robertscatbell.com slash listen uh believe it or not we still can go out on facebook live and twitter live and i think twitch and a few other things uh are rebroadcasting re, re it as well uh, so there are other ways. And then eventually you'll have to take this episode and upload it after the fact, I think, to Rumble when they figure out yeah. what's going on. The yeah. only thing I'll be able to find is an email. So I'm sending an email to the support people mm. at Rumble and see if they might know what's going on. But okay. I've tested with multiple things trying to connect to the RTMP and it's not working. So Okay. Well, so, and we just learned that uh, Brideon.tv is taking the day off, even though probably doing reruns. So we'll, we're, we're here live. What's their problem? <laughs> I'm teasing. Everybody wants a day off. I know. I know. I get it. Uh, we had a nice weekend thus far. We'll have a nice, uh, hopefully, uh, Independence Day celebration for those of you in America taking the day off tomorrow with uh, Encore, preferably uh, Michael Badnarik. Uh, every year since I met him in at 2004 was the uh, convention uh, before the election. He got selected, if you will. He, he was voted in to be the nominee for the Libertarian Party presidential candidate that year, that cycle. And we became best friends and have been ever since. And we knew last year was the last Independence Day we could do together because he, his time was short. He had already lived beyond his nine lives as, as the Freedom Cat. And um, I don't know, Super, you might have to go back of previous years even from from last year's show uh, to fill in two hours of, of Michael Bedford. Yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll find the last last two Mm -hmm. uh live shows that we did with him yeah or go back to any a year before if you want yeah. i mean honestly yeah. it, it's we it's go back to the one remember the one that we did and we connected and his camera was all wonky and he looked he looked like purple and psychedelic yes was that was funny was he doing up mushrooms that day or his I, don't camera? Know. I, don't I don't know that was funny yeah so we have the upcoming event the next one on the calendar july 14th 15th and 16th the rsb family union and that is uh, at Leslie and James and their six daughters uh, are hosting all of us. And, and many of you are going to be there, which is great. Looking forward to it. And, I, it, you know, it's going to be sensational. At least I know I'm going to be there. Where I'm going to stay yet, I don't know. We're working on that. Uh, but food, family, campfires, music, learning, healing, homesteading, and organic pie. Lots of fun. And so uh, those of you who are thinking about it, it's getting close. Two weeks now, a little less than two weeks, and we'll be together there. The following weekend will be in Columbus, Ohio. Friday the 21st, I'll be at Whitaker, Whitaker's Farm Market. Did you ever look up Whitaker's Farm Market in Ohio to find out where it is exactly? Because I'm going to have to figure I out. I did a while back. I can do yeah. it again. Yeah, because it's it's, that one is open to the public. And it's at a, a, a health food store in the middle of farm fields. And the Whitaker uh, Farm Market is a great store. Good people behind it. Good friends, Whitaker's Jocelyn. Farm Market. Yeah, in Ohio. And uh, Jocelyn's putting that on. And it, it's uh, Friday night. And then I go right back to Columbus that night. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, for the Maho Convention. It's the Mid-American Health Organization. There it is. Oh, you found a website for them, did you? 
Yeah, there it is. That's it. That little red barn. And what city does it say it's in in Ohio? It is. Let's see here. About, uh, let's see. Where would I go? Contact <laughs> us. Let's see. I'll bet you it usually says on the contact. Uh, Should give you the address. No, I don't want to sign up for your newsletter. newsletter. Uh, it is Bel- in Belleville, Ohio. B-E-L-L-V-I-L-L-E. Okay, Robert Scott Bell in Belleville, Ohio, for one night only. <laughs> That's the uh, Whitaker's Farm Market, and uh, it's an open to the public. You guys, uh, how many? I don't know how many. I think it's forty-five minutes to an hour outside of Columbus, if I remember doing the the trip before. Let's see where we're at there. So there's Belleville there. Mm-hmm. We zoom out a little bit more. Yeah. Here. See, there's Columbus, and so you got to go up seventy-five a ways, and then get off of seventy-five, and it's rural to get through the the farm. It's very there. rural. It's like right in the yeah. middle of nowhere. There. Yeah, it is. Little little tiny area. I've been there a few times over the years, and Jocelyn's let's, let's hosting Friday satellite night. View. There we go. Oh, look at that! Yes. Look at that. There it is. Yeah, there's the lot. There's the farm, and it's just uh, just surrounded by farmland. So if you guys can't make it to the uh, event in Joplin with Leslie and family, come out Friday night, the 21st of July, and we'll hang out together at the Whitaker's Farm Market, and then the Maho Convention Center. Uh, not convention. Center, it's the Hilton Columbus at Easton. Uh, and that's the weekend for the natural products industry, health food store people. And then we have the Red Pill Expo in August 12th through 13th, Des Moines, Iowa, with, of course, G. Edward Griffin. I think Mickey Willis will be there and many of our friends will be there. Bob Bree is going to support that as well. And once again, remind you, Bob Bree and Judy Mikovits on yesterday's show it was fantastic. So if you missed it, don't don't go to sleep on a Sunday because there's good stuff. Our Sunday conversations are great. Then we have the Cancer Control Society's 48th Annual uh, Cancer Convention, and that's going to be Labor Day weekend in Glendale at the Glendale Hilton Hotel, Glendale, California. Then we have the Biomed Expo, September 14th through 17th, uh, and that's going to be in Las Vegas, the Alexis Park All Suite Resort, Las Vegas, Nevada. And simultaneous to that, which I'll be speaking at and I'll be broadcasting from and, and interviewing folks and, and uh, doing some uh, moderating of panels, um, there's a UFO issue. Uh, what a convention of some kind. Did I, I sent you that super Don? I thought I sent you the link. You sent me the info. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't end up. I thought you it. would be so interested. You would. I do. Like, caught me. I think it was on like on Saturday, and yeah. it was, there was this. I did not have time to click on anything or read so anything. For Super Don's uh, fans that love UFO stuff, absolutely, um, that's going to be happening same time, same place. Absolutely. In fact, I think I'm going to start doing my hair like that guy on the Aliens show. <laughs> on, could you do uh, that? I, I don't think I might, so. I might be able to. Really? I'd have to get my hair okay. cut. But, uh, All right. We had a recent addition to the upcoming <laughs> events, too. If you find the UFO thing, that's fine. Okay. Uh, but this is the uh, um, Healing Strong event, healingstrong.org slash conference. Yes. Tibbets. Not tidbits. Oh. Tibbets. Can you read? You're doing dyslexic today. What's going on sorry with you? Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to be a breakout speaker, feature speaker. I'll be there uh, doing a breakout thing as well. And uh, let's see. What else we got here? Um, can you hear those dings? Did that come through? I'm not hearing anything. Okay. So that was just in my ears through my computer. I was getting uh, announced, but anyway, that one's going to be in Houston, Texas, uh, September 29th and 30th. So that has just been added to the list. Uh, and I think super Don, uh, they sent us a special inv- invitation an invitation code. Um, so please check your email, uh, so we can get that information out to all of our, uh, uh, uh RSB show family that want to okay. be there. All right. 
then we have the Pittsburgh professional training event, October 6th through 8th, Pittsburgh through Nutritional Frontiers. Simultaneous to that in Utah will be the Your Health Freedom Gala and Symposium, and that's October 6th and 7th. And then we have the big one, October 14th and 15th, the Health Freedom Expo, preceded by the 12th and 13th for the Trinity Live event. So you'll stay for all four days if you're a healthcare provider of some kind or a nurse, a doctor, or a Trinity student or graduate. Y'all can come for the entire four days. They have a special deal for all four days. It's very reasonable. And you can see the uh, how to sign up at trinityschool.org or trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com. And then uh, right now with the finale for the year, there'll probably be more added, but this is a big one. November 3rd, 4th, and 5th, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona, with Dr. Jack Wolfson. Uh, the, the Warners are helping to put this thing on. There's also a, a film festival as well. There's all kinds of things happening. So if you have uh, the ability to be in uh, Phoenix and Scottsdale area, November 3rd through 5th, 2023, there's that event. We'll add more as we get more to put in there. But again, Super Don's busy guy trying to keep up with it. I'm trying to keep up with it in my mind, all the things that are happening. Uh, but we want to get you to one or all of those events because there's something special about getting together like that. Where did you send me that UFO thing? Was it on Skype? Good Lord knows. I don't know. That, that I can't I find know. it. I'm no, I'm more. In, it should in, be like right there. Yeah, but. I'm more inclined for you to find the uh, forwarded message from Healing Strong, because we were given special uh, information on how to invite our uh, RSB family members, RSB show family members, to uh, attend and uh, get a discount, that kind of thing. And that I'm sure was an email I forwarded you. So uh, that's something. Look forward to that. Those of you who haven't been out to Houston or if you are in Houston wondered, hey, when's something happening near me? Uh, that's going to be happening in, at the end of September. So that's cool. All right. Let's see what else we got here. We got questions of the day coming up. We've got a lot of leeway to uh, next hour, too. So we can extend into the next hour because uh, apparently TV is not going live today. So we'll just carry on with our show. And then uh, it's you, me and Super D for hour two. And we have uh, questions of the day to, cut, to to fit in as well. I might be able to squeeze one in real quick before we go to the top of the hour break. Um, All right. I'm just going to ignore Rumble right now. Okay. Yeah. I, I would at this point, unless they send you an email back. Well, to they did. Yeah. They did. And they sent me the instructions on the website on how to set up a live stream. I'm like, we dude, we've been that. streaming live for months. Yeah. I know how to live stream. Yeah. It's not, you know, so it's like, <sighs> All right. Frustrating. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so question of the day. Yes, let's do a question. The first question one. Question of the day, we'll number one. Mm -hmm. And this is coming from Jared, uh, who asks great questions. I, I love this you. question. Okay. Dr. Bell. Remember the, the term doctor I use is teacher, physician, healer, and I recognize that they've kind of captured that so that you're not supposed to use it. So I don't, I don't claim it, but from the origin word of its definition. What is your plan if colloidal silver is banned for whatever reason? or getting shipments becomes difficult, et cetera, and you run out of silver. Are there herbal alternatives that have the same effects, antimicrobial tissue regeneration, et cetera, that you are aware of? Yeah, Jared just brings those questions. I love these. Know. I used to hit you with these. I do still do every once in a while yeah. where, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. all right, so so mm -hmm. outside the box, even for Robert Scott Bell here. Yeah. Uh, you know, here, here's a scenario. Here's the Kobayashi Maru of... Uh, <laughs> Right. Well, right. You know, what have I said about, uh, for instance, the bioactive silver hydrosol, why I utilize the sovereign copper, sovereign silver or the Argentin 23, because it's it's unique in the family of colloidal products, the safety, the efficacy at low levels. So you never risk taking too much. And and so I, I, even when I'm lecturing and teaching on it, I would say, 
look, unless we're in the zombie apocalypse where you can't get it, I don't, I don't, I don't promote making it yourself unless you're using it topically at best because you don't have quality control. You don't know, you know, how much of it is bioactive and there's all kinds of debris. It's never the ideal lab setting scenario. So let's just, you know, move beyond that. But if you had, you know, no access to it, what could you do otherwise? Now, um, and don't go homeopathic. Don't go homeopathic. No. Okay. That's too easy. All right. So I will say, one of the things I was utilizing at the time I was learning about silver, in addition to homeopathy, uh, that was great for infection, you know, intervention, right? Because that's the big thing for most people in silver. Mm-hmm. And it was Allison Stabilized Garlic, A-L-L-I-C-I-N, not the lady's name, Allison, Allison mm-hmm. Stabilized Garlic. And I think they used to have Ali Max. I think there's a, a, a form called Ali Med still available. There might be others. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that's one of the most potent antimicrobial agents, in addition to other things that boost immunity or modulate immunity to help you overcome infection. Uh, since I can't go homeopathic. So from a topical say, standpoint? And internal. And internal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, the, the Alley Max, Alley Med, whatever they call it. It's Allison Stabilized Garlic, and that is one of the most potent ways to address infection. Now, this doesn't preclude the use of other you know, botanicals uh, that can help, some direct, some indirect. Uh, but I will say just to get, hit it right to the heart of it, the thing that can help you in a, in a crisis and you'll get through it, that is good. Now, it's interesting because it's so uh, sulfur uh, heavy that utilizing the Alley Max or Alley Med or whatever with silver, you want to separate it out in time in case you have I still have access to silver. Uh, because remember, the sulfur and silver have a great affinity for one another and it would neutralize some of the silver. So that's a cool question. Now, uh, let's take a break and come back. We'll answer the second question of the day and more in hour two of the Robert Scott Bell show, July 3rd edition, 2023, where the power to heal is yours. All right, hour two commences now. It's the Robert Chabell Show live on the 3rd of July, 2023. For these of you catching us live, uh, you can watch us at robertchabell.com slash listen where the chat room is and a few other places that people are watching. Apparently not Rumble today live. And uh, Bob in our chat room says basically no new Rumble streams are going live right now. It's not only us that it's happening to Super D. So we're not good. I was I frantically was trying everything I could think of there for about a half an hour trying going ah <clears throat> so all right well I had a feeling it might be a rumble thing but um you know you just you don't know and their support was less than impressive unfortunately yeah it's like don't send me a link to some document you got response, on how to yeah. live stream I know how to do that exactly no, well anyway not right, only cool. are we not on the front page of Rumble today. We're we are not on Brighteon. Diane is asking, not, are you on Brighteon? No, no, we're not, because they're taking, taking the, day the day off. off. Yeah. yeah, so they're probably restreaming something from previous, re, 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 whatever it. No. So, yes, normally we'd be on Brighteon Live today, but they're playing a replay because nobody's there to uh, run a new show. We're, we're here to do. I guess we should have just taken the day off, Super Don. But I guess. then again, we wouldn't have been able to do promote the Vaccine Detox Summit, which we just learned about. Uh, And I think uh, I'll eventually interview with her for perspectives that she said that hadn't been related yet. Uh, So that's good because they all take advantage and access that information as well. 
Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, did you did you watch um, my daughter's performance um, in uh, Cries of Freedom? I put it I up did. on Instagram, and uh, I did. I actually I have a, uh, a the, what you put up there. I don't know. Is I think it's about five minutes long. We want yeah. to like see the beginning of it here. I don't know. I mean, we you can play watch it, the whole thing. We can play it in bonus round. No, I don't want to play. Oh, the whole thing you don't want to do it now. Okay. No, I mean, if you, if you wanted to do a quick 30 second, whatever, that's fine. But I, I, I don't want to do the whole thing unless we're in bonus round. Uh, it'll be fun to watch. And for those of you who want to see it, send a message on through. It's free three, three shows a day today and tomorrow. Uh, she did three shows on Saturday as well. Great group of kids, a lot of fun. And, and at one point they bring kids up on the stage. So pretty family friendly, all that. And she's playing young of art in, uh, in uh, this thing. It's, a, it's about freedom, uh, history all right. of freedom. So I'll, I'll play like the first 30 seconds over here. Let me know if this is because it, it restream I'm not impressed with and I don't want it. This could glitch weird. But yeah. here, here's, here's what, what uh, you put up on Instagram uh, earlier. I knew that what I had heard was real, but I didn't even know how to ride a horse, much less lead an army into battle. With great determination, I left my home forever. After much scrutiny and rigorous examination from the king, I was finally granted my desire to lead the French army into battle. <laughs> know all men that the most illustrious Charles, king of France, by the grace of God, is pleased to bestow upon his well-beloved servant, Joan of Arc, the title, emoluments, and authorities of General-in-Chief of the Armies of France. So there she is getting the sword, and you can go ahead and cut it there. We'll, we'll maybe play it from there in the bonus round, show you the song. The song's nice. Uh, but it's, it's a lot of kids coming together and doing a, a patriotic play about freedom leading to you know the journey into America from Europe and all of that. That preceded it. it's fascinating and um yeah it's musical and and like i said it's a bunch of people get together and do this every year uh, because they love the country and they want people to remember how we got here that this was hard won and uh, fascinating parts of the journey that we haven't seen you know most people don't know about because we're not teaching that history in a, um, you know government indoctrination centers anymore so we can play the song in the bonus round uh, let's see. We have questions. Oh, UFOs. We're talking about the event that's happening, the Biomed Expo. There's a simultaneous mm -hmm. UFO thing. And I know some people get pretty weird about this stuff. Um, Kim says, what is the UFO thing? Are they real? My brother swears the UFOs are real and has seen them. Now, they've changed UFO to something called uh, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. I think UAPs or something. Did you know that, Super D? I think that's just another name for the same thing, isn't it? Well, it's because UFOs have this connotation and they're going, well, it's unidentified aerial phenomenon. So they're not because right. UFO automatically UFO, you think alien. Well, it's an unidentified flying object. Does that well, mean? It's yes. An alien OK, thing? so that that I believe is the technical term that they use, but it means the same. It just means something flying around in the, in the air and we don't know what it is. Right. And then we get into creatures that are different and all that. I mean, look, if you go back into the Bible and, and some of the ancient, uh, you know, with you can go Sumerian text, uh, we, we go into all kinds of things. And you'll see references that make no sense from our modern understanding of what a human being is. I mean, they talk about gods flying and other things like that. Zachariah Sitchin talked about things and you know, these can get controversial for people that have strong beliefs about things. And I'm not trying to tell you what to believe, except 
there's a lot more than most of us have ever investigated. And people have seen things that they can't explain. Now, some are explained in terms of, oh, there must be aliens. I, you know, I'm inclined to believe uh, other dimensional realities. And the reason I say this, Super D, is because, well, not only have we had people on that have had, you know, near death or they've died and come back, and I've had my own experience there, that it's more plausible to me to, to, to travel vibrationally between planes of existence than it is to, to traverse the distance that would take a, a billion trillion light years, right? It doesn't make sense. You can't travel in the same way we travel on an airplane and go from here to there in any reasonable time of any lifetime. So you think of moving it faster than the speed of light. Then you have to go to something called interdimensional travel where, where you're talking time portals or doorways to another boom, 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 instantaneous movement, whether it's a Star Trek transporter or something like that. And, and I say this not that I know for sure that those things are really the, the way that, that it happens, Super D, but to me, it's more plausible that than to get in a spaceship and travel a million zillion light years with the physical distance, you know, between there, here and there. Yeah, but I mean, that's all relative to what it is that we understand as far as physics and stuff mm -hmm. goes, right? I mean, Correct. we only Correct. know what we know. Well, we're getting into some interesting stuff here. Hmm. Yeah, we should get Michio Kaku on. Man, that dude is like... Well, yeah, really, but you're really, talking about but, faster than light travel, of course. Yeah. Now I'm talking about you You break the speed of light or what they said was the constant E equals MC squared going right. into Einstein. But, like I was saying, so, we are restricted to what it is that we comprehend and understand when it comes to hmm. time and space and stuff of that nature. So who knows? You know, yeah. who knows? You know, we are... We could be just, you know, primitive compared to, right. you know, other civilizations that are far, you know, understand things far beyond what our capability is. Yeah. So they, they might be able to have something. They could travel that way. Sure. And, um, and what is, you know, my perspective is like, what is God's limitation in creating life forms and life in a universe that was created in that way? I don't think this is an accident. I'm not of that, you know, monkeys on a typewriter creating shapes, Shakespeare by accident. Uh, so um, it's our limited, to your point. A limited understanding of the world around us, what we know, what we can conceive of or what we can comprehend without having our heads explode. And that, you know, that comes to mind, you know, why people forget about previous existences, their own or, or others, you know. Uh, How do you bend out. a spoon? Mm -hmm. There is no spoon. There is no spoon. Right. Yes. You know, I mean, yes. we don't know. Taking we have no, we have no idea. We yeah. think we do. Yeah. We think we're super like intelligent and stuff like that. Really, uh, you know, we're not, mm -hmm. you know, we just, we know what we know and, and what we think we know. And, you know, it's like anything else. The more we think we know, the less we know. So it's like, who, who knows how that stuff works? If it's real, if it's not, you know, we try and, and, and inject logic into yeah. the situation. You know, when people talk about aliens and, you know, mm -hmm. the, if the topic comes up in conversation. Sure. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I think there's, I, to me, it doesn't make sense when you look up in the sky, right? <laughs> yeah. And you go, okay, so. Unless you're in a dome. Theoretically, well, I don't know what I have. <laughs> so theoretically, every one of those stars mm -hmm. is a sun, right? Yeah. Most of them anyway. Mm-hmm. And so we have a sun, and we have planets that revolve around the sun. And so if each one of those things is potentially another sun, then you figure a certain number of those probably are going to have planets revolving around it too. And, and, you know, if you've ever gone out into like the wilderness and looked at the sky, it's a different experience than when you're in the city and you look mm -hmm. up at the sky, when you're in the wilderness, and you look up at the sky, 
it's like, holy moly, look at how many stars there are. You don't realize how many stars are in the sky when you're when you're in some a of city. those pictures that they've done, you know, that are much yeah. more in depth as far as oh, it's the, you, the number you think is real and multiply it times. Infinity. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. The number of stars are there. So just think about it. Just trying to be logic about it. Mm-hmm. If there are planets that, you know, unless we happen to be the only solar system that has planets revolving around a star, which what are the odds of that? Really? You know? So you look at that and you go, there's other planets surrounding all of those stars up there. There's got to be. I mean, there has to be. We can't be the only ones, mm-hmm. you know, in the entire universe with all these stars and, and planets and all that stuff like that. You know, I mean, at least for me. Yeah. Now, now, now some people, if you have that conversation, they'd be highly offended by, by you even saying that. Sure. Because according to their beliefs, yeah. we are the ones. That's it. Just us, you know. Uh, in what, aliens, what it's almost the, it's like it's almost like uh, blasphemy. But what would be the limiting factor here? I think our our hubris and egos to perceive that God only created us and couldn't possibly have created I think, anything else. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think so. Yeah. And and I mean, I'm not a Bible scholar, <laughs> um, but there have been some people that have interpreted things from the Bible that would indicate that perhaps there are other people. Uh, but you know. I don't know. It's it's all just recreational, you know, <laughs> brain uh, uh, exercise uh, mm-hmm. because ultimately we may never know. Okay. But it is kind of odd, though, some of the things that they've been coming up with that we've been seeing in the news uh, with these things flying around the sky and doing weird stuff that can't be explained and, and it yeah. being brought up by not just some dude that was lost in the in the in the forest with a really blurry camera mm-hmm. but you know we're talking you know military video and footage yeah. and stuff so so steve is going to hardcore reality the flintstones oh well now come on <laughs> there's there's much to be gleaned from the flintstones, the flintstones yeah anyway uh but you can read that um <laughs> okay thank you for indulging super don on yeah. that uh you were just wound up in a little alien talk there or the unknown hey man i was the just unknown. participating here that's all. yeah way to participate buddy you get a participation trophy is there anybody in the chat i mean I, nobody's saying anything either a everybody's just deep in thought or b they're just going what the hell are you guys talking about <laughs> what show what show you know, have i tuned into when, here when you realize most people are not doing a live show today you're like hey you know what the heck <laughs> let's do that diane lockwood says it's recreational pondering <laughs> yeah. i mean that is what it is but it's fun I like it's it. It's nice, nice to a nice diversion sometimes. Yeah. So let's go back to the uh, second question of the day. I didn't get to an hour one. Uh, and if you don't mind, show that on screen and I'll see what I can do to give, give a look. See here. Bill has said there is a nutritionist. His name is a Lessman. Wasn't there a guy in uh, WKRP in Cincinnati with that name? I think it was something like that. Yeah. Well, Ness Lessman or something? Yeah, something like that. All right. He maintains that thiamine hydrochloride, also known as cold tar, comes from many different sources, including whole foods. He also maintains that his B1 vitamin comes thiamine hydrochloride delivered from whole foods and not cold tar. Is this possible? What say you? All right. So when we look at, uh, maybe we can go to choosetobehealthy.com and figure out the B-complex uh, formula because yes we're talking about um, uh, food grown supplements in other words 100 food grown versus those made from coal tar you know through uh, organic chemistry 
converting and synthesizing things in, in a way that tries to mimic nature, but uh, doesn't exactly do it. So right. what are we looking for at choose to be uh, look at one look at see if we can find innate response uh, uh B complex. B complex? Yeah. And see if we can read their their label. I, I think this will be a fun, fun little experiment experience here. Uh, I'm just gonna go. I see the B complex. Let's see if the label will pop up at any point. Um uh, I got images. There it is. Yeah. Thiamin uh B1. Now in this case they grow it in uh the the uh um well, different food matrices, if you will, often through yeast and other things. And so you take up these unavailable synthetic forms. In other words, let's just say you have rock minerals. In the soil, normally you have life forms acting in, in concert with water and various uh, microbes, uh, changes in pH throughout, you know, the time that the rock was there, breaking it down. And then the soil is still in a large macromolecule perspective. And you'll have things like earthworms that will eat and digest the soil and poop it out, if you will, and forms more bioavailable for the plants. That's what we call vermiculture and or making a worm tea. You're taking these things and making it very bioavailable, these minerals. And in that context, the plant life that is grown in the soil uh, where those things are available now to them, they take it up in their living, you know, matrix, physical matrix. And therefore, through the process of eating, digesting, breaking down, assimilating, we now have access to a form that we couldn't if we were chewing on the rock or sucking on the rock that had the mineral in it or the cold tar that may match the description of the, uh, the thiamine as uh, described uh, in this uh, question of the day, thiamine hydrochloride. So for here, another quick example I want to relate to you is uh, selenomethionine. You know, very often um, supplement companies will use selenomethionine in their formula as selenium. Now, it's true that selenomethionine is also a naturally occurring form within a food matrix, but there are other forms of selenium bound naturally, not synthetically in you know, a food matrix. So having them in food allows for the unique intelligence of the body and the digestive processes to utilize it in its many forms, but not in a synthesized by man form. So is it possible, Bill, that this guy, I haven't looked into his products, that his B1 has taken the cold tar and somehow grown it into a food matrix to alter it and to have it now bound in a unique new way as the food itself, the plants have taken it up in a form that is no longer synthetic. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's how it works in nature. So it might not be so controversial, uh, Bill. I just don't know that specific product uh, or that Lesman. Did you find out if that guy Lesman from WKRP Cincinnati is the same guy? I don't think it is. One's a fictional character. I don't think they made the scientist guy a nutritionist guy after him. It was Les Nessman. Good job, Super D. Nessman. Mm -hmm. Yes. He was a funny character. He was the guy, uh, if you remember the, the, I, the, there's probably the one, I think that most people remember if you watch WKRP in Cincinnati, which I, I, I did not watch religiously. Mm -hmm. um, it was on a show that was watched in our house, mm -hmm. but I did catch some reruns later on because it was, you know, it was a radio station. Uh, but the one that is always brought up is the the Thanksgiving Day turkey drop. Yes, yes. Uh, was he episode. the one that had the the, the punchline at the end? Yeah, because I think he was the one that was sitting there reporting on it, and mm. and the copters flying by, and they're dropping the turkeys out of the thing, and they're 
they were frozen turkeys. Yes. Was, yeah. Oh, the humanity. Right. Yeah. Anyway. And what was it? What was the one line at the end? I, I swear to God, I, I thought turkeys could fly. Right. That was like the last line. Was that Les Nessman's line or something? I think else? it was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway. All right. Well, thanks for those questions of the day. Keep them coming. And you can throw in comments of the day as well. And you can write to us uh, on our website at robertscottbell.com. You can also leave a message by calling in 866-939-2355, 866-939-BELL. And we can get your, you know, if you want to hear your voice on the air. Uh, and if you don't, just say that. But, uh, you know, we tend to hide personal data when you write in and ask questions like phone numbers and things like that. Uh, so by all means, just reach out to us. I love, love answering your questions on the air uh, whenever I can. All right, let's see. There's an opening story for hour two. We're well into our hour two here. Uh, and it says this. Let's see here. It is U.S. House, House of Representatives, floats a bill to defund the WHO, the WEF, and misinformation programs. Now, this is probably strictly along That's party bold. lines. Yeah. yeah. But I think this would be 100% Republican voting yay and Democrats voting I'm nay. I'm guessing what so, do you think? yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, this goes back to our opening story on Rochelle Walensky. It's like I'm leaving the the uh, CDC and I want to say I've got to warn you against politicizing science. It's like, excuse me, <laughs> why? Now, why should this be a, a controversial issue that would be party lined out, right? Republicans for this, in other words, defunding the WHO and Democrats are for funding the WHO. I would say, you know, that's a question for Bobby Kennedy as well, as he wrote a letter to liberals about how they have lost their minds and, and supported the things they used to be suspicious of. And this doesn't make Republicans the saviors of the universe. The fact is, many Republicans might fight against this, too, if they're lobbied in a certain way. You'd find out if they wore patches on their clothing about who, who funds them. But he said that this um, article says that the um, House of Representatives Committee on Appropriations, fiscal year 2024, state foreign operations and related programs appropriations bill would also slash funding directed to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the Echo Health Alliance, and gain-of-function research. Why wouldn't Democrats be for that? I mean, why would they be opposed to eliminating the funding for those organizations that have basically... I think they would be more inclined to agree with that than they would with the other things, which are termination of involvement with the World Economic Forum. Yeah. Uh, and a ban on government misinformation and disinformation programs. Yeah, they, they seem to be all in on censorship. And that's what Bobby Kennedy's message was to liberals. It's like, how can you support a censorship industrial complex? The bill here would include prohibitions on funding to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, Echo Health Alliance, gain-of-function research, uh, would terminate U.S. government involvement with the World Economic Forum, as you point out. It's like, well, I guess if you're a globalist Marxist communist, you want WEF to come in with ESG scores and force everybody to live in a cave and eat bugs. Is is that, you know, anybody that uh, claims to be a Democrat here, is that? part of your belief system or are you just a Democrat because you're used to being a Democrat and haven't looked into this seriously. And, and, you know, I, I hesitate here because it's not me endorsing lock stock and barrel, the Republicans, but recognizing at this point that uh, they seem to be on the right side of this particular issue if they really go forward with it. And, you know, but it's just like anything, you know, if you could look each at each one of them in the eye to find out, 
what motivates them, what makes them tick, what is their track record, what is their history, are they bought, are they now conveniently opposed to this because they know they don't have the Senate, so they can't get this ever won, and they don't have the presidency, so they can't get this ever won. You know how bold Republicans are in being the party of limited government when they don't control you know, all aspects of the government. Right, the three branches that's are in this th- case. And that's the thing. People yeah. have short-term memory loss. They just kind of just, you know, block those things out when, when it's their turn, right? Yeah. When, yeah. when their guys are in the House then uh, and they don't get anything done, then it's kind of like, oh, but, you know, it's because the Democrats wouldn't let us. Yeah. You know, and then the Democrats get in there. Oh, it's because the Republicans wouldn't let us. Right. And so this is why I think it's somewhat disingenuous. I mean, there may be Republicans that do believe and want to do this. I don't. There's not enough, that. though. That's the problem. No, yeah. I think yeah. the vast majority of them are, are establishment they are, they are the neocons, like establishment neocons of the Democrats. So they know they can get behind this to get reelected. And, and then once they have power, then how often does it actually happen? No, not not enough. And yeah. like I said, the, the good guys that get in there, they're in the minority, unfortunately, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, let's put another good guy in there, Jonathan Emord. Uh, he's got another article that just came out uh, at Town Hall. Wait, we'll talk about show it on now? Thursday. Well, okay. we could show it, but I think we'll talk about it more on, on Thursday. Yeah. But it says, and soon they will control everything. Uh, that's the article at Town Hall. And the opinion, uh, let's see, it's an opinion piece by uh, Jonathan Emord. Digital technology from cryptocurrency to artificial intelligence promises to transform aspects of our lives. But will that transformation promote liberty or tyranny? And so this goes into the China and the centralized bureaucracies that control those in the government that want to control it. And I got to give Bobby Kennedy credit here. He's talked about the Bitcoin and other things like that as to protect the privacy and the, you know, the integrity of, of uh, innovation in the economy rather than utilizing it for total Orwellian control and takeover. Uh, so he's, you know, B- Bobby Kennedy. Yeah, he's running as a Democrat, which is problematic, but he's definitely not what a modern Democrat has become. I can say that with great degree of certainty. <laughs> so we'll talk more about that article on Thursday with uh, the Sacred Fire of Liberty edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show coming up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's see what else we got on tap here this hour. Okay, produce prescription. What do you mean produce prescription? <clears throat> Are you talking about writing a prescription for food instead of drugs yeah that, that is yes in fact you know j- just the other day what what day was it friday mm-hmm. we were talking about how uh, they did a study and they found that if uh, people had been hospitalized for heart failure and they sent them home that they uh, had a tendency to live longer and not die mm. uh, sooner if uh, somebody showed up at their house and gave them a nutritious meal yes yes isn't this interesting it's a nice follow-up super d and it's not only a question of, uh, of prescribing food instead of drugs, which is a great step in the right direction for me- for modern medicine to abandon modern medicine and go back to, hey, here's your plant. <laughs> here's your medicine. It's a plant. Uh, but also um, how our culture has devolved away from food, growing food, preparing food, you know, really taking the time to appreciate the life sustaining properties of food. And so, as you point out, people are so sick, they don't have the time, money, or energy to utilize that which is not being covered by insurance. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if it's fully engaged here, but I have a sense what they're trying to do is say, hey, man, we can use the insurance coverage to cover food. And, of course, what would happen if third-party payers were 
intervening in what you would normally take out of pocket and pay for your food. Well, that is true. Now, some of these stories that we've covered in the past having to do with something like this, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like that. It was right. just a here, this is what you should be doing. It was, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a... No opposition to that, by the way. Yeah, just fine. look, you, this is how you should eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, you know, this will help you with the situation that you're talking about. Now, yeah. what you're saying is, is if you're correct, mm-hmm. and I apologize, I didn't read this whole thing through. Yeah, I just got, the gist, got the gist of it. But yeah. if that's where this is going where insurance will cover the food, then, of course, now you've got the insurance companies. Now they're going to say, okay, well, listen, uh, we need to get a good deal on this because, you know, we're we're the guys paying the bill. So uh, we're going to tell you who and and where you can buy this this stuff from um, if you want us to pay for it. Right. Yeah, so who's going to lobby to be in the insurance scheme as the official foods of the third-party payers? And, of course, the things that get put into this the food prices will be jacked up to incredible proportions from where they are today as far True. as it's the, like why would they not do the same thing they're doing with drugs right now right right yeah you, if you have a third party pair just like with in uh colleges we talked about the controversy of, of college loans and things why is why is college so expensive well i'm not going to diminish inflation as a, a you know a part one of the causes but it far supersedes what they call the inflationary you know rate because when third party payers come in there's no direct relationship to the cost of something then there's no restriction to its cost and they can jack up the prices because you know the average person is not paying and it's coming through this third party payer uh in this case not insurance it would be some government program or scheme that then ties you into a debt that you probably can't repay because you'll never get a job based on what you've learned to become a little communist marxist globalist in university systems but in this case, again, if you're looking at the, the lack of economic ability, capacity to just buy food, if you now say, we're going to have the government buy your food for you through this third-party insurance scheme, the price of food is going to skyrocket because there'll be no market force to keep it down. Nobody will have to compete for anything. It's like, oh, well, third party is going to pay for my food. I don't care if a banana costs a 1000 bucks. I'm not paying for it. This is why people would often rather when confronted with cancer, for instance, even if they want to go natural, they can't afford the natural therapy. So they go, well, my insurance is covering this, which is expensive, but since it's not really coming out of my pocket, I'll do that. And, you know, so it creates an artificial relationship to what you would normally choose in a marketplace, free market, not a, not a, a crony capitalistic market, a, a free market where you had all of the options available to you. And there might be forms of medicine that you would disagree with. But yet in the market, as long as they weren't deceiving you, in other words, lying, uh, defrauding you, those things, you know, as far as statutes against fraud exist and don't need a big regulatory state or FDA to protect you. And we could argue, I would argue, and I have for many years, that having an FDA artificially protect you has put a false sense of security onto the things that you use that are FDA approved that are actually the third leading cause of death. And if you were going to argue that if we didn't have an FDA, more people would die, I think you don't have an idea of how many people are dying because of what the FDA does and approves of. And you've got to analyze that number first before you make a statement of like, well, everybody's going to die if there's no FDA, because you're ignoring the fact that the mainstream media and our government and, you know, and, and the pharma itself benefits by you not putting the dots together, cause and effect. FDA approved drugs, 
disease, death. FDA approved uh, vaccines, chronic disease, acute uh, destruction, death. And, And so we were programmed to believe that, you know, FDA is the thing that saved our lives, for instance. And it's, the, again, the furthest thing from the truth. So if indeed, as I'm reading this, is uh, a national produce prescription program, they say it would be highly cost-effective, costing $18,000 per a, a quality-adjusted life year gained on par with other best buys in healthcare. Now, I, I'm hard-pressed to oppose it totally because would I rather them cover uh, food than drugs? Yeah, I guess from a purely, would it be better for the people? Absolutely. Would it be bad for big pharma? Absolutely. But at the same time, it might be bad for everybody else that's trying to afford food that they are now paying out of pocket for. And now suddenly you have a whole class of people that rely on insurance to now to buy food. The food gets jacked up in price and it's less available on and on it goes. The corruption of the marketplace. Here's my question. Sure. What do you think the compliance would be on this? If you think about it, right? Mm -hmm. Majority of people, they've got, in this case, they're focusing on diabetes. Yeah. Uh, if it was like, okay, listen, here, you here's, you can go buy, like, buy the food, or I guess it would be, again, it's weird to try and wrap your head around the whole, it's covered my insurance thing. So I guess basically it'd be kind of like, like free food, mm-hmm. quote. Free yeah, food, right? You know, like a the thing you could just go down to the grocery store and get yeah. it, and don't have to pay for it. How many people would would do that and change their lifestyle and change the way they eat mm-hmm. and all that stuff? Because you're, they could do yeah. that now. You're asking a great question, Super Don. Um, the versus the people, if they, it was, hey, listen, you can just yeah. take this pill mm-hmm. or you know, or take yeah. this insulin or. Or now, whatever it is. Is this a, a, a an indictment or a judgment on our fellow man, woman, and child here in America that they're too lazy to actually eat better? Well, Robert, mm-hmm. let's look at the, the what we have covered for the last 18 years that I've been doing this with you. <laughs> we would never indicate. I, it's not we? an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, if we look, we look at the evidence here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. At, at least there's a, a, a large chunk of people in in, yeah. the, in society in humanity mm-hmm. that uh, will opt for the uh, ozempic mm-hmm. versus Very the good, good example you know yeah. i mean it's just that's so just, we're looking at that statement you get the system you deserve it's like whoa oh what you mean i deserve that yeah you're clamoring to have a better system but what you mean is you want a system that pays for everything and absolves you of responsibility for anything. And, you know, as much as we could say insurance has a place when it comes to unexpected catastrophe, which is the basis for insurance in, in admiralty uh, jurisdictions, uh, the idea of third-party payers for food, much less drugs, etc., has made us or bred us to be very lazy and irresponsible to look for the next big miracle pill or drug, as you point out. And yeah, you're right. We cover that for ever since we've been doing this show that the penchant for a lot of people is not to live in responsibility, but to look to be absolved of responsibility and be rescued at the last minute by, in this case, a doctor who would now prescribe for you food, which is a better direction, better step. I don't disagree, but it it completely removes you from responsibility from going, you know what? I really could have done this all along. 
But then some people would say, well, all that money I was spending on insurance, I wouldn't have gotten anything from it. You know, and, and that's right. People do feel like I'm spending 20000 a year or whatever the number is on insurance. I, I for darn sure want to use it because it's money being not. And I'm thinking, what if you had spent that twenty grand on food, real food, organic food? And yeah, but what about if, all right? Well, what if insurance was going back to its true role as a catastrophic intervention and unexpected catastrophe where when you see catastrophic coverage policies, if you can just get one that the government doesn't say has to also include abortion and on and on it goes like that, you find out, well, that's actually quite affordable relative, you know, for most people. I'm not saying there are people in abject poverty can afford much of anything. Um, but for the most part, even people that think they can't afford things, if they had that money that they were spending on health insurance, which is the most dangerous thing you can have because it's really good medical insurance, and you could relegate the little bit of money that you would send that way toward a catastrophic kind of coverage that's legitimate. It'd be a fraction of the cost. And then the everyday stuff you're now responsible for, you're probably more than making it back in the money you're wasting right now on medical insurance. Is that uh, is that too strong of a statement to make? Anybody out there mad at me for uh, saying it? Much less mad at me. Most people aren't mad at me when I say the most dangerous thing you can have in America is really good medical insurance. Step back and think about it. I don't have to explain it to you, do I? So what do you think? Food by insurance. Interesting, huh? All right. It's quiet, so I will move on. <laughs> What's everybody doing out there? I don't know. Save. Brownstone Institute, Marianne DeMoss writes on June 30th, sorry, but serious harms from the vaccine are not rare. Oh, you're banned. Oh, yeah, I said Misinformation. It. Can't say that. Well, we're covering the Brownstone Institute opinion piece here. You can listen to that article for five and a half minutes, it says. Drug regulators and public health agencies have saturated the airwaves with claims that serious harm following COVID vaccination are rare, or as Fauci was known to say, rare. Yes. And this is programming just as much as safe and effective is programming. And for those of you who haven't seen the documentary film, I'll bring that up again, utahsafeandeffective.org. It's absolutely free for watching and sharing. Um, safe and effective and rare. These are programs so that you don't acknowledge what you're seeing with your very own eyes. Rare cases, European Medicine Agency, uh, Canada, Health Canada, Canada. Canada? Canada, yeah. It's rare. <laughs> CDC, rare. Everywhere you see. And this is kind of like when you watch those um, news shows that actually pick up um, the talking points, the script from the national news shows down to the local shows. And they're all saying the same identical thing. It's a great video. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is, you know, this is shocking for those that thought, well, no, 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 there's independent media. Well, the independent media is not on your TV unless it eventually comes to Q streaming and it all works out, which we have access to. But <laughs> if you look at the study here that uh, she's referencing, study published by one of vaccinology's most prestigious journals where independent research reanalyzed the original trial data for the mRNA injections. Um, they said uh, adverse events that require hospitalizations were elevated in the vaccine arm by an alarming rate. One additional serious adverse event for every 556 people vaccinated with Pfizer's mRNA injection. Uh, so it's not rare unless you think one in 865 is rare. And it may be worse than that as we're seeing more people I mean, who is that big bodybuilder? Have you seen, I've seen images of this huge, you know, bodybuilder guy that said he got four shots and he just died. 
And he said, ever since he got the shots, he was having blood problems. He was having to have his blood purified and he, he died of an aneurysm. So it was an acknowledgement of he got all four shots, boosters, everything, and was hor horribly injured from it, but still fought his way through because he had access to things that would purify his blood and whatever and try to uh, work it back or beat it back. But I've seen this. You've seen pictures of this guy. He's like massive. Mm -hmm. And now I think he was only 30 years old, but he had a big following in social media and everything. And, and so it's not one of those ones where we're speculating after the fact he actually went public through his journey to say, yeah, I was fine until I got the jabs. Now question is, well, I don't know why he got four of them, but apparently he did. And he figured maybe he could remediate it through other, you know, medical interventions, cleaning his blood, as he said, but turns out it didn't work. Didn't work that way. I, I apologize. I didn't know about this guy before this happened. Super Don, it was just occurring to I've me. Seen, yeah, I seen you remember seeing something about this guy a while back. A while back. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know the guy's name. It's all over social media. If yeah. any of y'all know about it, let us know and we can show you uh, pictures of I'll the see if I can find and everything. It. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So anyway, this story goes into the heart of what you all already know. Um, rare is not rare. You know, if you, if you ask the agencies to define it, they either can't or won't because they don't want to be pinned down on it. So it, it, this is what they had pushed back on. It's like, uh, what is the official serious adverse event rate? Not a single agency could cite the SAE rate of Pfizer's vaccine. Most directed the author of this article to a pharmacovigilance data, which they all emphasized does not establish causation. Um, the Australian TGA says that it is not possible to meaningfully use this, these data to calculate the true incidence of adverse events due to the limitations of spontaneous reporting systems. So, you know, they say it's rare, but they can't figure out anything that definitively says it's rare. So they just say it. And then if you push them and back them up at the wall, like, well, we don't know. Uh, let's see. German regulator and European CDC said, uh, look at the European Medicines Agency, which they claim it saw no increase in serious adverse events. Um, the UK says it does not make estimations of serious adverse events rate or a rate for adverse reactions considered to be causally related. So they don't even have the data, but they say it's rare or they claim they don't or they can't. The U.S. FDA, on the other hand, according to this article, did concede that, concede that serious adverse events after mRNA and, uh, vaccination have indeed been higher than that of influenza vaccines, but suggested it was justified because the severity and impact of COVID-19 on public health has been significantly higher than those of seasonal influenza, which is a lie as well. So again, lean on experts at your own risk because these experts are paid very handsomely to not find what you and I know to be the case, true, factual, etc. Anyway, did you find that guy that, that died recently? Are you still looking? Or did you I think up? so. Okay. Uh, Joe Lindner died of an aneurysm. Mm. Was that the guy? Uh, well, it was an aneurysm I remember reading. I don't know if you saw a picture of him, if he looks like a massive, really this, cut guy. Well, yeah, he's not really. I wouldn't say he's massive. Oh, he looked it in the pictures I saw. So. But he's he's got like... Yeah, he, he was nicknamed Joe Josethetics. Joe Josethetics, yeah. Josethetics, yes. Yeah. Uh, died. He's thirty years old. Mm -hmm. Um, bodybuilder. 
Yeah. Now you're saying that some people were, were, were can, Oh, here we go. So here's somebody here that's saying after receiving four COVID-19 vaccines, I'd have to convert, uh, confirm that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, and I hate to say it, but unfortunately quite often on social media, stuff gets put out there and everybody's like, Oh my goodness, look. And it's yeah. not, it's not accurate. Um, not saying that it isn't, but no. And th- this one seems to claim that he claimed again, that he was yeah, harmed so, by the shot. So it's different than some of those that never said it. And then, uh, after they die, then everybody jumps on and says it. Um, this is a guy who in his life apparently was suffering, acknowledged it and was working on remediating it, but still ended up perishing at a young age, 30 of an aneurysm in this case, which by the way, there's still mystery surrounding Jamie Foxx. Uh, you know what happened to him? Yeah. Uh, and they've kept a pretty tight lid on that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Joe Lind- Lindner. Put that in full screen if you don't mind. Better known as Dude, he's he's pretty cut. You look yeah, at that. Yeah, hold on. I'm too many yeah. things I'm clicking on here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So they're yes. just doing an interview. But So Cindy uh, uh Morden in, in the audience says that he there's a video of him actually talking about okay. it on the show. Again. Okay. All so right. it's not like it's controversial. He's actually on record having said it. But a 30-year-old kind of bodybuilder kind of guy dying of an aneurysm, being healthy and not having this problem until he got the shot. But why would he get four? I don't know his backstory. Another tragic tale of either believing the lies or basically uh, choosing to do it in order so he could travel or have a job and any number of things. And now at what cost this guy is now his body is dead. Anyway, it's not functioning. He's gone. I mean, he's he's, he's incredibly, incredibly cut. Yeah. I mean, that's just like, Holy moly. I'm working on it by the way. Yeah. You're almost there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting there. Look at that. It's getting bigger. (laughs) So anyway, are you, are you envious? See, look at that. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. No jabs involved. No jabs, no jabs, no injections. Um, I think I'm in the lead today for the, uh, the, the chow challenge. challenge. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think I came in second last week. I don't know how whoever did it, did it, but he must not have been kicking like I was kicking because I did, a, I think I said I did 121 um, and it was a front kick, side kick, roundhouse kick on each side and continue that for three minutes straight. Try that. And I was like, I had the trainer watch me the whole time to make sure I was doing it right. Cause I didn't want to, you know, say, Oh, he short, shortcut and cheated. I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then somebody at the last minute came in and did 126. I'm like, I can't imagine he did real kicks to do that. It wasn't easy. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I feel like I'm the winner. Okay. But, yeah. um, we'll see. Anyway, I can't complain because even so, uh, uh like today was, a, a an uppercut, a hook and a knee to the bag uppercut hook knee that counted as one and you do that and you could switch between left and right um uh, for the whole i think i did 124 125 uh reps on that was pretty good but i like i said my uh, ability to do that is quite extraordinary compared to when i started i can remember back because it's not like i'm talking 30 years ago i'm talking within the last three years i've been able to do this hitting the cardio miracle and now uh, i'm doing this uh uh, this uh, super creatine from uh, Nutritional Frontiers. We've been talking about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting on muscle weight, significant muscle weight, uh, which is what I was hoping to do. 
and uh, they answered all of remember we had last time jamie dorley was on last month we talked about this and it's like i would never take creatine because i know too much about it until he hit every aspect of this metabolically i was like okay i'm gonna do it it's been great oh by the way we're gonna have did you see that jamie dorley we're gonna have normally they're the first tuesday of the month and that's a holiday tomorrow Mm -hmm. so we're gonna have them on wednesday yes you saw that okay i did all right uh, so we'll be talking about all kinds of good nutritional frontier stuff. And remember, RSB 15 is the discount code for all the good stuff that they have. Uh, and yesterday's show with Judy Mikovits, we talked about the proline greens. We also talked about the cardio miracle, how the combination of that is sensational. And then um, another aspect of what we went into with Dr. Mikovits uh, was the folium, folium PX. So when you get on the folium, which you'll want to, Go to foliumpx.com and use the code RSB10 to get a discount, 10% discount. And, of course, we have a banner link to Cardio Miracle, and that automatically embeds the discount. But I think RSB is something you can use if you don't have that direct link at cardiomiracle.com. So, okay, Cindy says yes. he was on. Okay, let me see this. Yeah, send me the link, Cindy. He was on Raw Talk shared through Tommy Robinson News on Telegram, and then... She has another comment here. Bodybuilder dives at 30. He's explaining how he had to have his blood cleaned numerous times since having the jab. And he's now he's gone. Now, I, I don't know what he was using to, quote, unquote, clean his blood, but it was too little too late. He probably didn't know about Cardio Miracle and the things we do here as well. And, of course, selenium and copper and um, the folium now as well. So, hmm. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. All right. What do we got here? A few more minutes. Um, it is uh, just we're on the verge of uh, Independence Day. And if you think about it, uh, 2025 will be a big year, two years from now, uh, which would be what, um, 250 years? 250 years. Yeah. Do you remember the bicentennial? We were around. Of course I do. Yeah. We, were, we were kids. I see one of those quarters every once in a while. Yeah. But right. uh, 250 years, and you know, people are asking, "Are we going to make it?" It's really, you know, Constitution hanging by a thread here. Um, we're going to be here. We plan to be here, talking about it and and doing things to to restore liberty. But remember, it happens ultimately on the most local of local level. And even if it's voting, you vote at the local level. Even if it's to vote for a president, the question is, do you get to? choose who's going to be running or is it a selection of who they choose for you if the democrat party had his way right now they don't want bobby kennedy in there because i think he would i think he would win i i still don't know i mean they're still trying to he is he is some pundits are are projecting he's going to win the new hampshire primary yeah i think so i agree yeah. with that now ironically they're going to ron paul him if they can uh, apparently Biden may not even have his name in the New Hampshire primary. So they're saying, well, you know, is it still, is he is still beating Joe Biden if Joe Biden doesn't show up? Well, and the question then is why would the sitting president not have his name in the ring for the Democrats in the primary? I mean, it's just stupid, yeah. right? Fell politicking in that sense. But um, yeah, I just predict they'll, they'll try to Ron Paul him. And, and with uh, Trump on the other side, they're trying to indict him out of ever being able to run, you know, and then string out all of the court cases. I mean, there's nothing but deception 
and criminality and thievery going on. So if you guys think that voting changes anything, yes, yes, you can put the occasional good person in with a, a real heart and constitutional knowledge like Jonathan Emord. It's not like it's not going to impact. It will. But I don't want people to think that's the only thing they have to do. <laughs> you know, you've got to start living differently at the local level and nullify them out of existence at the federal and even sometimes state level when they violate their own, you know, limitations given to them by the Constitution. All right. So part of the story uh, of my daughter's play that she's in Cries of Freedom, they go through the Francis Scott Key uh, witnessing the bombarding of the fort. And, you know, the 24 hours or more of the bombarding and the flag was still there kind of thing. And how eventually that was adopted as the national anthem of the United States. And basically that happened uh, because of the War of 1812. That's the British now coming back in and trying to reestablish its its uh, militaristic uh, authority. Right. And another miracle, you know, that withstood it and, and fought them back. And next level of, of uh, you know, movement if you will, toward the strength of America. And hopefully, you know, I'd like to say it's high ideals, but as I acknowledge, we haven't always lived up to those high ideals. But the the story, when you realize the story, it's pretty profound, pretty amazing, but it can be relegated to, oh, okay, another slave owner wrote a song and we adopted it. It's like rewriting everything about American history is bad, but you tell me what other nation on the planet has provided for the advancement of all people in, in freedom to live their wildest dreams, to worship as they see fit, to have rights acknowledged that they exist before government because they're created of God, however you perceive God or creator to be. And I think we too often forget that as we are Hegelian dialected into the opposites, white people are supposed to hate black people, vice versa, uh, gay people versus straight people, or, you know, whatever, you know, however many genders. And it was interesting too. I saw a meme super Don. I don't know if you did about the gender. It's interesting about gender reassignment surgery. <laughs> there are only two genders they can reassign you to. Did you know that? <laughs> it's like wait a second does that make um, does that make the surgeons somehow uh you mean you can't reassign the thousand genders no no only only two apparently um uh, so yeah there's some problems with the whole uh the logic yeah the logic that is not there but even so there's a story here about is it time for america to adopt a new national anthem um i i don't i don't know what to say about this i mean I like America the Beautiful. It's a beautiful song. I mean, there are a lot of patriotic songs. Um, well, and and I think, well, having not read the entire thing, mm -hmm. they're they're basically they're they're going after Francis Scott Key. Yeah, uh, because he was a slave owner. <laughs> right. Once again, rewriting that that's the only thing that mattered, not the context or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, and. Um, Look, it, it's it's obvious to us when we look back at history, things that were wrong. But if you were existing in that day and age, uh, consciousness was not there yet, although there were people, even like Thomas Jefferson, and we've written about that. How far does the canceling go? Yeah. I mean, you're right. Thomas Jefferson, mm -hmm. you know, he, he was he a slave owner? He was. Yeah, but he also wrote against ownership of people. But but it, when you when yeah. you look at it in a not no pun intended black and white way, mm -hmm. um, he he was a slave owner. You check that off on the box, and then it's like okay, so he now no longer 
right. is worthy so the, of recognition. The entirety right. of history is rife with people that you can cancel, and the entirety of contemporary reality is you can cancel anybody for anything if you dig deep enough on them. If you you know believe in this woke culture of re rewriting, uh, well, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I I just on a whim when I saw this article, I mm. uh, I went and looked up. Uh, I was curious. Yeah. How many other inventors in history were slave owners? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So a couple that I came up with. Isaac Singer, the inventor of the sewing machine. Mm-hmm. He, was, he didn't directly own slaves, but he was involved in the hiring of contract labor that included indentured servants and African-Americans mm-hmm. working. Under, so do we now cancel sewing machines? <laughs> I mean, that, I, I guess we could. Can't yeah. sew our clothes anymore because if you do, it's racist because it was invented by a person. Uh, or how about Charles Goodyear? Charles Goodyear, he's the one that invented the rubber, you know, for tires and mm-hmm. stuff, right? Yeah. So we all must stop driving and start riding horses. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I you can cancel pretty much it. You go back far enough, it's yeah. kind of like, what what do you do? And so in this no, case, it, the, the, and the, the, I say the point of this is to divide people, to keep them in constant state of hatred and fear and warfare and not acknowledge the goodness of America that set the stage for things that had never before happened in recorded history, to have a government of the people, by the people, for the people. We we acknowledge we don't have that much anymore, but it's not going to be reestablished by hating on one another and canceling one another, but by engaging in in debate, discussion, and real history. At what point do we move forward? Yeah. You know? And yeah. I know that somebody would say, well, it's nice for yeah, It's easy for come you to together say together right now. All right. We're going to take a break and come back. And then we're going to talk about reincarnation. What? Say it, my brother. The power to heal is yours. All right. Super Don, you're up. Go open your mouth. Open your microphone. What do you mean? Go. Go. Three, two, one, go. Bonus round. Anything goes. Thank you for being here. Those uh, two or three that were there. Rumble, obviously, problematic today for everybody, not just us. But Super D, you can upload later. Uh, so it'll be up there. For, so yeah, that's not one. a problem. I just, I'd like to know what happened. Yeah. And we don't I mean, obviously, we're broadcasting okay because we're going through to our website. Mm-hmm. Um. We're on Twitch. That's working. Oh, we're on Twitch. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So it's obviously something, something going on with Rumble. But okay. We'll figure it out. And listen, I I have uh, told you about this this other platform called StreamYard, yes. which we are going to start using. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably start on Wednesday. Robert and I will have a chance to kind of test uh, it out. Test it out and stuff okay. between now and then. And I think it's going to, I'm just going to cross my fingers and believe that it's going to solve the problem. It okay. seems to be working fine with what I've done with it. So hopefully that'll take care of the problem. Although today nothing happened, right? <laughs> right. Everything seemed to be fine. okay. There was yeah. one glitch with the, um, I think opening it was the, the opening intro. It like yeah. stopped for a second. Yeah. A few seconds and then start again. Yeah. How has my audio been? I've been going through the Scarlet Focus. Yeah, right there. yeah everything's good. Everything's okay. good. I had to send my board the road back. It's Apparently, they have a good two-year warranty on it, so they said, yeah, just send it back. We'll either fix it or send you a new one. So oh, there you uh, go. I was glad that, you know, I have this, and it, and it worked. The backup worked, so that's cool. All right. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, three 
let's see, three performances today. Ari's done her first performance already today. Two more today and then uh, two, three more tomorrow on the holiday of Cries of Freedom. And you played just a little opening monologue of her as Joan Wait of Wait a Art. minute. Now it's working. What is? Rumble. Rumble's now. It's working our bonus round. Now it's on. That's weird. Okay. So I know it wasn't us then. No, it wasn't us. Okay. The question is, what happened to the rest of the show? <laughs> if you're just tuning in on Rumble. Yeah, no, it's hosed. It it's hosed. So, yeah, yeah I'll upload it. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. Yeah. It was Rumble. We're bonus rounding it. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's nine people watching the bonus round. <laughs> so I teased, I teased just for fun because I like to see Super Don's reaction when I say stuff sometimes going out on break. We're going to talk reincarnation. Yeah. Dude, I'd sit here and I, I would sit here and ponder reincarnation with you. Awesome. I have no problem with that. But um, now this is the, this is gets into some dicey territory because people have very strong beliefs based on oh, big you know, time. the religious dogma. Uh, Some people will be turning this off right now because you yeah they don't want to have any discussion yeah. of it. But I will say what never made sense to me is that you you got a one and done. There's just no I'm just going to say it, no effing way that you can get it all done in one lifetime. Learn all you need to learn uh, to grow spiritually and become more. I would say even dare I say, but isn't it, see, isn't it? Aren't we talking about something that relies on faith mm -hmm. in order? For you to believe, I mean, you have no proof of it. No, only the only thing you have that that closely resembles proof are, um, you know, children who seem to remember things about previous experiences oh, that but, are then okay. But that's interpretation. Yeah. That's interpretation. No, that, look, I, yeah. I'm just saying if you if you've seen some of these stories and heard some of them, that oh, make I get it. No I other explanation. It. I but get yeah, it. you can you can maneuver your way into or out of any belief. I agree absolutely. With that. So, 100%, so, so as I talk about it, it isn't with the intent of convincing anybody. It's just my perspective is because of my experiences and my memories, etc. Now, mm -hmm. some people believe uh, in their theology that they do live before, but it's in a non-material world that in they have experiences, sense. right? Yes. Spiritual sense, and then come here once and then leave, once, right? Right. Right. And, and so I can interact with folks and say, yes, I've had a previous lifetime and then we can talk and still be okay with it because it's like just because i believe it means corporeal existence as well um doesn't mean we can't okay you believe it's this i believe it's that and we can still have a fine oh, conversation of course and I, it, it should so. be that way it should yeah. be that way um but some some people they, they they feel threatened by that yeah and i'm not meaning to threaten anybody by bringing no this stuff I, up I know I, I think it's interesting oh. conversation yeah it, it, it is and so here's my perspective on the whole uh, Hegelian dialectic when it comes to race, racial, racial issues. Um, you, 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 let's say you were a slave owner in one lifetime, a really bad dude, owned slaves, whooped them, everything. So we're back to the reincarnation thing. Yeah. Okay. I haven't left it. Did you leave it? I just, just making sure we're just I understand running away. what you mean by that. Yes. Okay. So if we talk about a debt that's incurred in terms of being viciously mean this is an understatement to people you incur a debt like cause and effect or some would say in the eastern word karma or as you sow so you shall reap you you have sown something that now you have to reap uh some have the theological belief that that is rewarded or condemned or punished in the afterlife alone and then others that you know look back even before the council of nicaea 
you know, from the Christian theology where reincarnation was part of it and then it got voted out. Um, so it's not like it's totally foreign to Christianity either. And in Judaism, it exists going back there. Uh, but you have to dig for it. The threat is, of course, that you would then realize that it's not all or nothing in one life. And then people say, well, then now you're going to throw everything away because only the fear of hell is making people good. Is that your story, Supernon? The only reason you do good for others is because you're afraid of going to hell after you, you know, pass no. from this place? No, no I mean, no, you could argue. Because I don't believe to- that. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying the, those who believe in only that as the the reason to be good. Yes, this is the reason why uh, yeah. Chris, the Christian religion, mm-hmm. for the most part, uh, has been accused of of uh, just wanting to control people. And well, and I think we people. could say that about any uh, organized religion, which is why people have yeah. you know things about. Or, there's a lot of good that it does too. So this is not me condemning. Listen, any of I'll that. tell you, yeah. there there was yeah. a Facebook group that I belonged to. Mm-hmm. Until recently, mm-hmm. <laughs> for for work reasons, okay, uh, and it was I don't even know how to I forget how to pronounce an apostolic, yeah, um, group of people, and and every once in a while somebody would pose a question on in the Facebook group, uh, if if uh, someone does not, you know, get baptized the right way for with this for the right reasons or with the right words or something like that, do they go to hell? Mm, I've heard that. reading that, and I'm like. Yeah. Anybody who would think that that's that's the case, that I just I can't I can't, can't go, go there. there. Yeah, yeah, I can't go there. The technicality. And it was interesting right. to see the comments mm-hmm. on that thing because it was a mix. Mm-hmm. You know, but there are some people who are just like absolutely one hundred percent. You are you are Condemned, going straight right. to hell yeah. if if the guy that's baptizing you mispronounces the word or something. You know, it's yeah. just like Nick <laughs> mm-hmm. Nick Two Verata, no, whatever. Right, yeah, Clay you know, two, I mean, said Verata, the wrong Nick, yeah, right. So but you say order you're done you're condemned so yeah, in, in, in the same sense and look this is me many of you may have encountered this thought about all right a child born in you know name it africa india deformed born three months three weeks later they're dead sorry straight to hell right yeah. um you know the, those kind of things never resonated with me just so you know and maybe not, not with a lot of you and you have other beliefs or when i was younger and I was I was growing up, you know, these were the things that were being told to me, you know, and I was reading, you know, the in the church that I went to, you know, every every morning we had to especially in our in our in our high school age yeah. years, we went to something called seminary. Mm-hmm. And it was all about reading the Bible, reading yeah. the scriptures and da, 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 you know. And I slept through most of it. <laughs> uh but you know, it was just that whole thing where it was just like, oh, you don't do this and you don't do this and you don't follow mm-hmm. this and you don't eat this way and you don't drink this stuff and you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. you know, it's it's your you're condemned. We have a penchant for needing a lot of rules in order to get through life. And um, for me, the the ultimate rule is what? To be guided by the spirit at every moment. Well, I mean, it's like, it begs, it begs yeah. the question. It's like, mm-hmm. what if you've got somebody, let's say they they're Buddhist, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just take them completely. Whoa, they're one, you know, completely different religion over here. Okay. And they're good people. Mm-hmm. And they spend their lives helping people and serving people and, and feeding the poor, you know, and being honest and not stealing and not lying and, and loving, you know, people mm-hmm. and all that stuff like that. And then they die. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you, are you seriously, you want me to think that God, the all loving, you know, uh, you know, uh, father, and we are all his children. That, that that person that didn't happen to pick the right religion over here, yeah, they, they no. picked the wrong one, they spun the wheel and got the wrong one, mm-hmm. 
that that person is going to hell, that they're going to punish and they're going to die. They're going sure. to be, you know, screaming and, and be tortured and burning yeah. and all that stuff. And those that might just be doesn't make sense to me. Extreme views. But again, it's a similar analogy or, or view, if you will, of what I talk about, the baby born and dies, right? Yeah. No, yeah. And, and so, look, this is not me or Super D telling you what you believe is right or wrong. That's not it. We're just no. And I'm not trying to be a stuff. jerk. I'm no. just saying. Look, honestly, I've pondered this. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, even even like what you're talking about, not as much probably. Mm-hmm. You know, with the whole reincarnation thing, because yeah. you know. And so, to me, it's that you know, I honestly, I've tried. Mm-hmm. I, I've really tried. Okay? <laughs> I, I have, and yeah. you know, to me, I've. I've just, I've come to a place in my life mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, when my time comes, mm-hmm. if I do happen to have, you know, uh, a few minutes before it happens, mm-hmm. I'm just going to put on my seatbelt <laughs> and I'm just going to be like, okay, here we go. go and sir. if something happens, then it does. Mm-hmm. And if something doesn't happen, that's okay too. Um, yep. But, you know, I just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around any of these things, I, right. I I just can't, and it, that's just that's just well, where and that's I where I I go. It's not so much a mental construct for me; it's an experiential yeah. one, and a memory one, and all of that that I'm not trying yeah. to convince others of, nor could I. But uh, if you're inclined to go, you know, it makes more sense than something else. You might look into it further, have experiences, and go, oh, okay. Now, but see, to me, it can't be just something that makes some sense. Mm-hmm. It can't. It can, well, yeah, that, that, that kind of makes sense. What about I think making? I'll, I'll be one of those, you know. What, and it's what, like, no, because that's not what it is. You have you have to <laughs> have to have a level of knowing. Yes. You can't just be like, oh, I'll think I'll be this today. What if, you know? Well, that's um, disingenuous to me. <laughs> what if it makes mystical? sense well then you have to be a person that can take mystical things Mm -hmm. and translate that into something that you believe is real Mm -hmm. okay but that's where it becomes the 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 spiritual or mystical experience robert i'll say the same thing to you that i've said to other people okay Mm -hmm. this is what you believe and i respect that i envy that Mm -hmm. how the hell do you get to that place though it's like how do you where it's like yes i know this Mm -hmm. You know, I know. Well, how do you know anything? And I understand I have zero faith and belief in stuff. Okay. I just do, you know, but I could say, I know that this post-it note, Mm -hmm. this post-it note is green. Okay. (laughs) I know that when I die, I will be reincarnated and come back as, as another being of some sort. There's a stay puffed marshmallow. How do you know that? (laughs) Well, there were some children that had some memories and it was, it kind of convinced me that that was because they had been reincarnated. uh, And so that's what that must be. Yeah. Well, for some people, they hear it and they see it and they go, okay, that nothing else makes sense. And you go, okay, you can conclude it. But But my point is, I I just, I would dismiss somebody like that because I just like, wait, nothing else makes sense. So you just pick the one thing that seemed Mm -hmm. to make the most sense. And you are believe that that's are, real, but you are a, a, a sensical, sensical kind of guy, though. You like <sighs> critical thinking. You like making sense of things. And you're to there find another explanation. There are people walking around, probably some mm-hmm. people that are listening to the show right now. Mm-hmm. That if I said, "Oh, well, you're just you just assume that that's correct," so that's the reason why you you are a part of that church, they'd be offended by that because mm-hmm. they would say, "No, I know, sure, I yeah. know that that's the truth. But, I but know that, that that's the, also the point of the discussion is <laughs> me not trying to convince you or anybody. But I know, but and, and what know if I said too. convince me? Yeah, and I say, yeah, I understand. You don't want to try and convince me. No, but what if I don't came think to you and said Robert Scott Bell convince me. No, I don't. I think want I to could. be convinced. 
I, look, I can talk about these stories. I can share with you my personal experiences that convince me, mm-hmm. but I, I can't, I'm not under the delusion that I can, nor would I want to convince you or okay, anybody else. That's different then. Yeah. That's different. Cause there are some so, people out there that that's what they want to do. Oh yeah. No, I, I know there are. I know there are. Uh, but I, as I said, when I come to these conclusions about, um, the never ending race wars, for instance, that they, you know, keep plying back on because of your pigment and your history and this, that you must also be part of that ongoing, um, I don't even call it discussion, but, you know, series of, of experiences that are rooted in hatred and fear, not love. Right. And I say, okay, all right, you were a slave owner in a previous existence. You come here and now you are a slave Mm. and how, how justice would work in that spiritually speaking where you have the opportunity to go, oh, I, ha- I I have a debt to pay. I get an opportunity to come back and pay that debt and move on and grow spiritually, as opposed to being condemned forever in the fiery pits of hell. Sorry, <laughs> one and done, right? You were immature. You so, didn't know. Yeah. So you're saying that if somebody, somebody had a, uh, in a previous life, mm-hmm. committed acts and things and crimes and things like that against other people, that when they were reincarnated, they then had to come back and pay the price for that. And so in this lifetime, then they would pay that price Mm. in theory. Yeah. And then when they died, then that time, then they would come back again, not owing that debt anymore. And then just kind of just continuing to move on on this journey that does it have an end or does it? Yeah. See, I love where you go. Super D, this is how your mind works. And I, I so appreciate it too, but it can be maddening as well because you'll never get to that end in that sense. You're like, cause I'll never nail it and go, I, yep, nailed it. Because right? it's going to eventually come to a point where you mm-hmm. do not have an answer. Mm-hmm. And that's where belief and faith just, it's all part of the plan. Sure. You know, just, you know, it's like, okay. And, and, and it's okay. <laughs> and it's okay. So anyway, I love having the talk discussion, not trying to offend anybody out there. Hope not at all. Not at all. Listen, this is all just conversation. Yeah. It's not a threat to your, but I think beliefs. about how, how much better we would be if we acknowledge that either in a previous experience in a non-corporeal thing that we experienced these things and came here and had a debt because of that. And that would explain a little bit. Now this is, this, this can also be used to condemn people, right? Well, you deserve it then. And so there's no room for compassion and love and forgiveness. And so there's, you know, there's always another angle and super Don could find that angle because that's how his mind, your mind works talking about you. Like you're not here (laughs) and you go, but what about, but what about, and I think, but what about is like two old Jewish men arguing. It's like, okay, you can do that too. But for me, again, the piece that I get from the experiences that I've had that led me to the conclusions that I have made, are not something that I'm trying to convince you or any, and you know, that's what, for me, I'm very, I, look, I totally get that. that. And yeah. I, I, I admire yeah. that. Uh, yeah. You're, you're, you're comfortable in your own skin. Well, and the fact and, that I was being beaten up by a Jesus stick when I was, you know, young Jewish sure. boy in the South, I began to say, I do not want to proselytize because I knew what it felt like to be beaten up because I didn't, I wasn't the same. I didn't have the same belief. And then that's also why I point out that if you really drill down on the beliefs of everybody in your church or your synagogue or your mosque, you're going to find different interpretations of scripture that you're going to go, well, I disagree with you on that. And so Mm -hmm. what do you do then? Do you then hate them and convert, try to convert? I mean, it gets to the never ending realm of where is grace, where is love, where is an acknowledgement that we are created individually and we experience this world through our own eyes, ears, you know, all the senses and more. And we experience God in perhaps a different way. We describe it in a different way. 
Steve in my in the sitcom My Name is Earl Karma always affected people based on actions people took in their present life. Yeah, See, and, and I believe that. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now here we go, right? You know, what mm-hmm. is it? What does Super Don actually believe in, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't seem to believe in anything. Okay. <laughs> I I do believe, and mm-hmm. the reason I believe this mm-hmm. is from my own personal experience. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. My own personal experience, when you uh do bad things, bad things happen to you. They mm-hmm. seem to. And when you stop doing bad things, then less bad things happen to you. Okay, mm-hmm. when when you uh, you're trying to do something, accomplish something, uh, the more you try and force it to be what you want it to be, the less success you have. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to accomplish something and you just let it be whatever it's going to be, it has a tendency to be what it is you need it to be. Mm-hmm. When you just get out of the way, so yeah. how do you explain that? Yeah. Uh, you know how how do you uh, you know uh, explain that? I, it's you can't really. I mean, you can if you choose to. My what? choice is I learned from kicking myself in the face enough yeah. to stop doing that. And I kind of sure. figured out that, you know what, I just let things. I've had those experiences as well, Super D, that helped me God? to similar conclusions. Is that God? Is that is it physics? Is it, or, or is it something else? Yeah. Is it something I don't know or understand, but I don't really feel like I need to know and understand? It just is. I well, I needed to, and, and that was my journey. Why do bad things happen to good people? Right? Yeah. People that do good all the time, and bad stuff happens to them. Maybe. Well, in Gen X, yeah. we call that blank happens. Yeah. Right. Blank right? happens. And I'm like, nope. Cause and effect. Physics. As you yeah. so, so shall you reap. Now, this doesn't mean I condemn people. Oh, if, if something bad happens, you deserve it. I'm going to condemn you for it. No, that's not. But th- yeah. it's easy to. Oh, that's your conclusion. Don't don't put words into my mouth or thoughts into my head well and uh, bad things ha- you're right bad things happen to good people you know mm-hmm. a tornado goes through a neighborhood and kills a bunch of, of kids and, and women and, and yeah and, and but in the like sense that. of what did of they a, do to deserve that right in a continuity of life we would have to go back into what some would call the akashic records that record all of these things that you can actually visit and read like a museum on the inner planes and you begin to understand a history that goes beyond the history of the physical body you inhabit right now uh, again, it's it's too much to consider for the mind that is like programmed and also just doesn't conceive of anything but the body you're in right now as being real. But these are the things that I pondered about as a young person and dug deep on and continue to dig deep on and had some experiences that led me to certain conclusions. And that is not to condemn people that don't believe what I believe. That's not at all the point of all of this. And I keep saying that because there are, again, a lot of people, they <laughs> no, take everything No, I get personally. it, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I do appreciate that yeah. because I've ran into some proselytizing mm-hmm. uh, situations. I'm the anti-proselytizer. Oh, I mean, man, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> mind sharing my experiences with people that are open to them, but not, it yeah. is not for me to kind of go, oh, not, I need you to be sticking, part of this. Sticking their foot in the door and not letting you shut the front door, right? Well, and, and there are people that proselytize because they really believe that their mission is is like, that's why they're here. And and then there are others that do it because they need to have their beliefs validated only by getting more people to believe like they believe. No. And that's kind of a weaker externalized position than one of deep faith and belief that lives according to their beliefs, which I respect. Uh, but if you violate other people's rights, you know, in the process of exerting your beliefs and rights, then, you know, I think you have a spiritual immaturity there that has to be overcome eventually. That's just my assessment. Mm. So interesting detour. 
How about a discussion like that before Independence Day? And then we look at the history of what led to the dawning of the United States of America, the Declaration of Independence, eventually in 1787, the Constitution. And whether you believe in reincarnation or not, you look at men who were learned through history and, and learned from others in history, right? And that would be the cool thing. If you could learn from others' mistakes, that was the other thing, right? Free will, choice. You can learn from other people so you don't have to go through certain hardships because it's like, oh, I see the link there and there and that led to that. I'm like, I don't want to do that. That seems stupid. And then there are those of us who are so stubborn and says, I don't care that you are telling me that I need, you know, and you know people like that. Maybe you're a person like that. I'm going to have to go through that. I need that experience firsthand or else it, it ain't real, <laughs> right? As much as it sucked, yes. Yeah, which again explains to you me. You don't want to do this because it's really bad. Why? Yeah. The pension, the pension for the opportunity that God would give us to go through the experience, to choose Him or her or however you perceive it, to choose God, right? Being the chosen people, you choose to be chosen. You choose God. That's the thing. Do we are we wanting to be coerced and deceived and frightened into choosing God, or does God want us to choose God because it is of our own choice? free will and volition. And if that's the case, then would you give them one and out or would you give them an unlimited number of times to figure it out and get there? What would be a loving God's perspective? I know I'm asking big questions here. I'm not answering it for anybody, but I'm just telling you, these are the things that I've considered over the years or lifetimes. Very interesting. All right. I had no idea we were going to go here. Well, I didn't until that moment. Now, no. uh, to wrap up the bonus round, you want to hear some song, music? See Ariana, if you can't see the play in person. Um, she plays Joan of Arc, and we played a little clip. So you want me just to pick up where we left pick off? Pick up where right? we left off. It was basically, she heard the voice of God, as it's written about by Joan of Arc. You will be, you know, this warrior. You will take, and she's a woman's like, I can't do that. And then she finally believes and goes forward as if. And then all of these things happen in her life that were so extraordinary as part of the journey to freedom. And it was part of the play. Uh, cries of freedom and then she goes into a song and uh, i guess we play through the song if you don't okay. mind a few sure. minutes All and right. uh, it'll be a fun way go. to knock it out here right. now that i had the blessings of god and of knighthood i felt confident energetic and seemed to have great endurance for fatigue Sometimes, when all seemed lost and my men seemed exhausted and discouraged went off to pray. I'm just a girl, barely old enough to leave my family, yet I know you've chosen me. I must be brave, but I must confess that I am so afraid. Discouraged, wondering what we're fighting. 
That's the story of Joan of Arc, but wow, it's a it's oh, it's so very talented. moving. It's just a moving play, and the kids do a great job. They have a little choreography, singing, and it's a uh, you know again, it's nice to see young people that are interested in uh, freedom and sharing the history of freedom and coming together in in the arts to do that. And yeah, it's moving, you know, to see young people do that. And uh, I'm just glad, grateful Ari's having a great time uh, in the uh, with the creative arts like she does. So proud father you are yeah that's it's just fun to that's, see her yeah just, that's awesome just living it up in that regard so anyway uh all right these are the things i think about on independence day every year you know that history that i didn't know growing up so much and dove deeper into as we went on and um question you know what the future holds i don't pretend to know it uh, at the same time i do engage to my abilities if you will or try to sometimes reach beyond them to see if we can restore some of that which we've lost and maybe do it better as we move forward so yes sir well yep. grandma's proud grandma yes of course yeah. grandma's proud <laughs> <laughs> grandparents love the grandkids you know that being a grandpa proud of them for sure yeah so, yeah. all right. So, uh, Bednarik encore tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We'll be back on Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. And uh, appreciate you guys tuning in on this this day that some of you probably got the day off. This is your long weekend, and you chose to hang out with us. So, yeah. That and those of you catching it on the tail end on Rumble, we, we don't know why it. Yeah, didn't sorry work guys, or, yeah. It, uh, you missed a lot. Else. But yeah. Super Don will. Uh, but you're going to upload the the whole show to Rumble yeah. later. Yeah. I mean, if you if you want to watch it right away, you can always just come over to the website robertscottbell.com and you can watch it there. It becomes a replay like minutes after we end the broadcast. But I'll get it uploaded on uh, Rumble uh, sometime. Yeah, and you you can subscribe to our Rumble channel. Apparently, it's free to do that, and yeah. you'll be alerted anytime there's a new show. And uh, you know, unfortunately, there were some glitches t at Rumble. Apparently, at today. Rumble, it was yeah. a Rumble issue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So thank you all for being here and indulging us in fun conversations that we didn't plan on as well. Uh, hope you weren't offended. If you are tough nubs, <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to not be offended, but it's not our intention anyway. Uh, but I thank you for being here. Wonderful. Please, uh, if, if you can read the Declaration of Independence with your kids tomorrow or your grandkids, it's not a complicated document, but the history that led to it is something that uh, if we don't teach our kids, next generations we are going to be uh manipulated out of freedom through hegelian dialectic techniques and and that's part of the discussion as to you know why um that hatred story through the dialectic is something that uh that manipulation that has gone on through covid and it still exists politically as well you know why do i like bobby kennedy one of the reasons and i don't agree with him on everything politically but then very very rare who do, who you do uh is recognizing that we all have a different perspective and view and it doesn't mean cancel them 
It means to engage and, and encourage people to explore, you know, what brings them and find out what makes them tick. Why do they believe what they believe? And, and we'll, we're better off when we do that. And, uh, you know, so tune out of that mainstream hate media and, and keep joining us here and on other media channels that uh, look to engage in discussion, debate, and even argument, but in a healthy, spirited way, not in one that denigrates and diminishes people's experience. Uh, because there's a wide variety of experiences on this planet and a wide variety of experiences in this country from where the show originates and a wide variety of experiences in the house of worship that you go to or don't go to all the way down to that individual level. So thank you all for being here. God bless you. Love you all. Appreciate it. And I think uh, if you got a problem or, or you're looking for a solution, the answer is freedom. And uh, we'll leave that at, as it may, uh, as we say, happy birthday, America. May it, may it not perish from the face of the earth based on where else would we go? We'd have to reestablish it with people that don't have the depth of knowledge of history as our founders did to set this up, even though, yes, at their, in their time and era, context is everything. Consciousness is everything. It was different in many ways, but they saw far into the future with what they provided to us, their posterity. The question is, what do we do now moving forward? That's up to us. So thank you, Super Don, my brother. Appreciate All you right. so much. Have a wonderful Independence Day celebration. You do the same. We'll see you thank guys you. on Wednesday.